Ah, U.S. presidents. Sturdy shelves, good security. This place has class. Hey, sugar cookie. You know, legally nothing I can do counts as sex anymore. I apologize for his rudeness, ma'am. He gets this way around meaty-looking women. Hey, I remember you. I was gonna vote for you one time, but voting isn't cool, so I stayed home alone and got trashed on Listerine. Frankly, I've never felt voting to be all that essential to the process. No kidding, Ford. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's gonna have to make a stand. One day, somebody's gonna have to say enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. I don't care what the unemployment rate's gonna be. It doesn't matter to me. My campaign doesn't hinge on unemployment rates and growth rates. How am I supposed to explain to my child that two men are getting married? I don't know. If you're a shitty kid, you fucking tell him. Why is that anyone else's problem? Are you serious? It's so fucking stupid, isn't it? Raise taxes on people. That's not the way. That, corporations are people, my friend. We can raise taxes on... Of course they are. Everything corporations earn ultimately goes to people. So, where do you think it goes? I can report to the American people and to the world. The United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden, the leader of Al-Qaeda. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. Heaven is just another lie. And if you believe it... You're an idiot. I'm Candy Crowley from CNN's State of the Union. Okay, so we're starting. We are here for the second presidential debate, a town hall sponsored by the Commission on Presidential Debates. Talk about good timing. The Gallup organization chose 82 uncommitted voters from the New York area. Their questions will drive the night. My goal is to give the conversation direction and to ensure questions get answered. The questions are known to me and my team. Drop only. her audio way Neither down the commission down. nor say, the candidates um, have seen them. Welcome to episode 218 of Are You Serious? We're going to cover the town hall debate, and um, next week, hopefully, we'll be able to coordinate. We can do the last debate, and then the week after, we can do the election night coverage. That would be great. So, yeah, these are all Candy Crowley's rules. Um, and uh, after Biden's performance, I'm expecting something fantastic. Something interesting. to welcome President Barack Obama and Governor Mitt Romney. Wow, he looks a lot more jaunty than he did before. Obama. Oh, does he? I was looking at the uh, the mixing board. I, I actually saw Barack say, "I will break you." <laughs> yeah, he needs to say that. Yeah, he looks more awake, doesn't he? Yeah. It looks like they could have like a nice MMA match in there, though, right? It looks like they could have a nice MMA match yeah. on the floor there. Gentlemen, thank you both for joining us here tonight. We have a lot of folks who have been waiting all day to talk to you, so I want to get right to it. Uh, Governor Romney, as you know, you won the coin toss, so the first I question really will go to you. I really hope these aren't stupid questions. And I want to turn to a first-time voter, uh, Jeremy Epstein, who has a question for you. Mr. Mr. President, Governor Romney, as a 20-year-old college student, all I hear from professors, neighbors, and others is that when I graduate, I'll have little chance to get employment. Can, what can you say to reassure me, but more importantly, my parents, that I'll be able to sufficiently support myself after I graduate? 
Thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate your, your question, and, and thank you for being here this evening. And well, to all of those rich? from Nassau uh, County here that have you come, thank you for your time. Yeah. Thank tough. you to Austria University and to Candy Crowley way, I just for took a organizing and leading this, nice. uh, this event. So we'll thank see you, how Mr. President. Also, you might fall asleep being part time. of this, uh, no, this debate. No, the last one didn't put me to your sleep. Question, your question is one that's being asked by college kids all over this country, as in Pennsylvania, with someone who just graduated. This was in Philadelphia, and she said, I've, I've got my degree. I was wondering where that I was. I can't find who, a job. Who I've got three part-time jobs. They're just barely enough to pay for my food and pay for an apartment. I can't begin to pay back my student loans. So what we have to do is two things. We have to make sure that we make it easier for kids to afford college and also make sure that when they get out of college, there's a job. Yeah, how? When I was how governor of Massachusetts to get a high school degree, you had to pass an exam. If you graduated in the top quarter of your class, we gave you a John and Abigail Adams scholarship, four years tuition free to the college of your choice in Massachusetts. It's what a public institution. About? I want to make sure we keep our Pell Grant program growing. We're also going to have our loan program so that people are able to afford school. That he but just the key thing that. is to make sure you can get a job when you get out of school. And what's happened over the last four years has been very, very hard for America's young people. I want you to be able to get a job. I know what it takes to get this economy going. Then tell with us what that is. College kids graduating right? this okay. year. He's got 30 without seconds. Without a college, he's not actually, without a job, anything. and without a college-level job, that's just unacceptable. And likewise, you've got more and more debt on your you back. See the timer in the back. So more debt yeah. and less yeah. jobs. I'm going to change that. More debt, less jobs. I know what it jobs. takes to create Go more America. jobs again. <laughs> I know what it Hot takes dogs, to make sure French that you fries, have the kind of fireworks, opportunity you deserve. Yankees. And kids across this country are going to recognize we're bringing back an economy. It's not going to be like the last four years. The middle class has been crushed over the last four years. We all know this. And jobs have been too scarce. I know what it takes to bring them back, and I'm going to do that and make sure when you graduate. How? When do you graduate? 2014. When you come out in 2014, I presume I'm going to be president. I'm going to make sure you get a job. Well, we <laughs> Thanks, know what Jeremy. happens yeah, when you, you assume things. <laughs> okay. Mr. President. You didn't answer the question, you asked. Jeremy, first yeah. of all, your future is bright. And the fact that you're making some investment shades, in higher education <laughs> is critical. Not just to you, but to the entire nation. Now, the most important thing we can do is to make sure that we are creating jobs in this country, but not just jobs, good-paying jobs, ones that can support a family. And what I want to do is build on the five million jobs that we've created over the last 30 months in the private sector alone. And there are a bunch of things that we can do to make sure your future is bright. Number one. I want to build manufacturing jobs Thank in this country again. Agree or not, he's you know, when got a plan. Yeah. Governor Romney said we should let Detroit go bankrupt. I said we're going to Fuck bet you. on American workers and the American auto industry, and it's come surging back. I want to do that in industries, not just in Detroit, but all across the country. And that means we change our tax code, so we're giving incentives to companies that are investing here in the United States and creating jobs here. It also means we're helping them in small businesses all around the world in new markets. Number two, we've got to make sure that we have the best education system in the world. And the fact that you're going to college is great, but I want everybody to get a great education. And Did we've worked hard to make sure that student loans are available for folks like you. But I also want to make sure that community he colleges more are offering slots for workers saying, to get definitely. retrained for the jobs that are out there right they now the jobs of the future. Number not three. Concrete ideas, our own but they're energy. not vague. But he's given a list you know, of stuff that he's going to do. Not only oil yeah. and natural gas, which we've been investing in, but also we've got to make sure we're building the energy source of the future. Not just thinking about next year, but 10 years from now, 20 years from now. That's why we invest in solar and wind and biofuels, energy-efficient cars. We've got to reduce our deficit, but we've got to do it in a balanced way. 
asking the wealthy to pay a little bit more along with cuts so that we can invest in education like yours. And let's take the money that we've been spending on war over the last decade to rebuild America. Roads, that, bridges, schools. Can I we click do those things. More than strongly Not only is your future going to be bright, but America's future is going to be bright as well. Let me ask you for a more uh, immediate answer, uh, beginning with Mr. Romley, just quickly. Well, Romley? What Maybe she was going to say Romley. We're looking Good at life. a situation where 40% of the unemployed have been unemployed for six months or more. They don't have the two years that Jeremy has. What about those long-term unemployed who need a job right now? Well, what you're seeing well, in this fun. country is 23 million people struggling to find a job. And a lot of them, as you say, Candy, have been out of work for a long, long, long time. The president's policies have been uh, exercised over the last four years, and they haven't put Americans back to work. We have fewer people working today than we had when the president took office. If the, un the unemployment rate was 7.8% when he took office, it's 7.8% now. But if you calculated so that, that unemployment rate, <laughs> taking back the people who dropped out of the workforce, it would be 10.7%. We have not made the progress we need to make to put people back to work. But you're not That's answering why I put the a question. five-point plan no. that gets America 12 million new jobs in four years and rising take-home pay. Where? It's going to help Jeremy get a job when he comes yeah. out of school. Yeah. It's going to help people across but the that country the that question. are unemployed right now. Was it about Jeremy? And one thing that the, the president said, which I want <laughs> to make asshole. sure that we understand, he, he said that I said we should take Detroit bankrupt. And that's right. My plan was to have the company go through bankruptcy like 7-Eleven did at Macy's and, and uh, at Continental Airlines and come out stronger. And, and I know that's he keeps saying you want to take works. Detroit bankrupt. Well, the president took Detroit bankrupt. You took General Motors bankrupt. You took Chrysler bankrupt. So when you say that I wanted to take the auto industry bankrupt, you actually did. And, and I think it's important to know that that, that was a process that was necessary to get that? those oh, companies split. back on their feet so they could start hiring more people. That was precisely what I recommended and ultimately what happened. Let me, let me give the president a chance. Go ahead. Candy, what Candy, Governor I don't know what this motherfucker's talking just about. Just isn't true. He wanted to take them into bankruptcy without providing them any way to stay open. There you go. Right. And we would have lost a million jobs. And that, don't take my word for it. Take the executives at GM and Chrysler, some of whom were Republicans, may even support Governor Romney. But they'll tell you his prescription wasn't going to work. And Governor Romney says he's got a five-point plan. Governor Romney doesn't have a five-point plan. He has a one-point plan. <laughs> and that plan shit. is to make sure that folks at the top play by a different set of rules. That's been his philosophy in the uh, private sector. That's coming been his philosophy bunching. as governor. That's been his philosophy as it's a presidential candidate. good that he to the criticism. I know. You can make a lot of money and pay lower tax rates than somebody who makes a lot less. You can ship jobs overseas and get tax breaks for it. <laughs> you can invest in a company, bankrupt it, lay off the workers, strip away their pensions, and you still make money. Sorry, I'm not laughing at the poor people that That's that happened exactly to. That's exactly the philosophy that we've seen in place for the last decade. That's what's been squeezing middle-class families. And we have fought back for four years to get out of that mess. The last thing we need to do is to go back to the very same policies that got us there. Mr. President, the next question is going to be for you here. And Mr. Romney, uh, Governor Romney, there'll be plenty of chances here to go on, but that, I want to, we have all these folks, I will answer, let you absolutely. That Detroit answer and the rest I, of the answer, way off No, no, okay. no, baby, okay. sit down, we'll, shut you, the fuck certainly up. Certainly we'll have lots of time here coming so, up. I, the because the I want to move you on to something yeah. that sort of connected to cars here and, and go over Pixar. and we want to get Let's a talk question about from Philip 
Oh shit, it's my turn. I wasn't ready. Shit. Your energy secretary, Stephen Chu, has now been on record three times stating it's not policy of his department the child to help just low gas next prices. Do you the agree with Secretary Chu that this is not the job of the energy department? He was scared. The most yeah. important thing we can do. I can't make fun of him for that. Sure that would we be control too. our own energy. So here's what I've done since I've been president. We have increased oil production to the highest levels in 16 years. Natural gas production is the highest it's been in decades. We have seen increases in coal production and coal employment. But what I've also said is we can't just produce traditional sources of energy. We've also got to look to the future. That's why we doubled fuel efficiency standards on cars. That means that mm -hmm. in the middle of the next decade, any car you buy, you're going to end up going twice as far on a gallon of gas. That's why we've doubled Good. clean energy production, like wind, There's solar, nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. And all these things have contributed to us lowering our oil imports to the lowest levels in 16 years. Now, I want to build on that. And that means, yes, we still continue to open up new areas for drilling. We continue to make it a priority for us to go after natural gas. We've got potentially... 600,000 jobs and 100 years worth of energy. Let's see right if Romney talks about strong-arming OPEC. And we I can know, do right? it in an environmentally sound way. But we've also got to continue to figure out how we have efficient energy because ultimately that's how we're going to reduce demand and that's what's going to keep gas prices lower. Now, Governor Romney will say he's got an all-the-above plan, but basically his plan is Status to quo. let the oil companies write the energy policies. So he's got the oil and gas part, but he doesn't have the clean energy part. Hmm. And if we are only thinking about tomorrow or the next day and not thinking about 10 years from now, we're not going to control our own economic future. Because China, Germany, they're making these investments. Germany's doing and I'm fantastic not going to seed work. those jobs of the future to those countries. I expect those new energy sources to be built right here in the United States. That's going to help Jeremy get a job. It's also going to make sure. Oh, that you're not very nice. I like how he brought those Governor two things on the together. Gas prices. Well, let's look at the president's policies, all right, as opposed to the rhetoric, because we've had four years of policies being played out. And the president's right in terms of the additional oil production, but none of it came on federal land. As a matter of fact, oil production is down 14% this year on federal land, and gas production is down 9%. Why? Because the president That's cut in half the number of licenses and permits for drilling on federal lands and in federal waters. Well, remember so what happened in the from? federal waters? Well, a lot of well, it came from the Bakken Range in North Dakota. What so? was his participation there? The administration brought a criminal action against the people drilling up there for oil, this massive new resource we have. Uh, and, and what was the cause? Uh, 20 or 25 birds were killed, and they brought out a Migratory Bird Act to go after them on a criminal basis. Uh, that's, Look, that's I want to make sure gotta we use be oil. Our coal, our gas, our nuclear, our renewables. I believe very much in our renewable capabilities. Ethanol, wind, solar will be an important part of our energy mix. I don't think we should but be making fuel out of food. We don't need to have the and keeping us from taking advantage of oil, if coal, and gas. If the French can do nuclear, this we can do nuclear. This has not been Mr. Oil <laughs> or Mr. Gas or Mr. Coal. Talk to the people that are working in those industries. I was at the yeah, coal. Call up Mr. Coal. I want to talk to him. Please, <laughs> while you're at a call, Mr. Plow. 
The head of the EPA said you can't it's build a coal plant. Nuclear. You'll virtually, it's virtually impossible given our regulations. When the president ran for office, he said if you build a coal plant, you can go ahead, but you'll go bankrupt. That's not the right course for America. Let's take advantage of the energy resources we have, as well as the energy sources for the future. And if we do that, if we do what I'm planning on doing, which is getting us energy independent. How? How the fuck are you going to do that? Energy How's he going to do it? Within eight years, you're going to see manufacturing jobs come back because our energy is low cost. They're already beginning to come back because of our abundant energy. I'll get America and North America energy independent. I'll do it by more drilling, more permits and licenses. We're going to bring that so pipeline he's going to get from Canada, Canada and Mexico the world? and the United said, States no, energy dependent. I will never know. This is about bringing good jobs back for the Where's middle Mexico, class Central of America. America, and that's what I'm going to do. Mr. President, let me just see if I can move you to the, the gist of this question, which is, are we looking at the new normal? I can tell you that tomorrow morning, a lot of people in Hampshire will wake up and fill up, and they will find that the price of gas is over $4 a gallon. Is it with the, within the purview of the government to bring those prices down, or are we looking at the new normal? Candy, there's no doubt that world demand's gone up, but our production is going up, and we're using oil more efficiently. And very little of what Governor Romney just said is true. <laughs> We've opened up public lands. We're actually drilling more on public lands than in the previous administration. He said and federal like lands, not public. Was an oil man. Romney said and federal. Natural yeah. gas isn't just appearing magically, we're encouraging it and working with the industry. And when I hear Governor Romney say he's a big coal guy, I mean, keep in mind, when Governor, when you were Ma Governor of Massachusetts, you stood in front of a coal plant and pointed at it and said, this plant kills, and took great pride in shutting it down. And now suddenly you're a big champion of coal. Mr. Romney? So <laughs> what I try to do is be consistent. <laughs> With respect to something like coal, we made the largest investment in clean coal technology to make sure that even as we're producing more coal, we're producing it cleaner and smarter. Same thing with oil, same thing with natural gas. And the proof is our oil imports are down to the lowest levels in 20 years. Good. Oil production is up, natural gas production is up, and most importantly, we're also starting to build cars that are more efficient. And that's creating jobs. That means those cars can be exported because that's the demand around the world. And it also means that it'll save money in your pocketbook. That's the strategy you need on all the above strategies. Hey, here's a quick question for you. Do you think that... <clears throat> but that's not what you've done in the last four years. Oil and gas produced in this that's country costs more because we in have to pay the workers years, more to uh, get it? licenses on federal um, land and federal waters in half. Not true, Governor Romney. So how much did you cut it's them not by? Not true. By how much did you cut them by then? Governor, we have actually produced more oil. No, no. How much did you cut licenses and permits on federal Governor, land and federal waters? Governor Romney, here's what we did. Oh, there were a whole bunch of oil companies. I had a question, and the question was, how much want, did you cut them you by? you want me to answer How much did you cut I'm them by? I'm happy to answer the question. All right, and it is? Here's what happened. You He's had got a, a lot of nerve of asking for an answer. Who had leases on public lands that they weren't using. So what we said was, you can't just sit on this for 10, 20, 30 years. Decide when you want to drill, when you want to produce, when it's most profitable for you. These are public lands. So if you want to drill on public lands, you use it or you lose it. Okay, now and so what we did was take away those leases, and we are now reletting them. 
so that we can and, actually make a profit. And production on private on government and land is, is down. No, it is. What, production on government get land of blood, oil is blood down transfusions from Biden. And production right. on well, gas is just down nine percent. It's just not true. It's absolutely true. Look, there's no question, but that the people recognize that we have not produced more oil and time. gas on federal lands. And the federal water. What did he say? And I'll coal, give you time. Go ahead. Coal production is not up. Coal jobs are not up. I was just at a coal facility. Where He's taking a drink. He's like, yeah, fuck this guy. The right course for America Fucking is to cock. have a true all of the above policy. I don't think anyone really believes that you're a person who's going to be pushing for oil and gas and coal. You'll get your chance in a moment. I'm still speaking. Well, and the answer is I don't think people think that's the case because I, I'm, that wasn't a question. Okay. That was what? a statement. I don't think the American people believe that. I will fight for oil, coal, and natural gas. And the proof, Who the proof knew of whether strategies were. That we would watch him lose the election the tonight. <laughs> I know. What a if dick. If you're paying less than you paid a year or two ago, why then the strategy is working. But you're paying more. When the president took office, the price of gasoline here in Nassau County was about a buck eighty-six a gallon. Now it's four bucks a gallon. Price of electricity is up. If the president's energy policies are working, you're going to see the cost of energy come down. I will fight to create more energy in this country to get America Obama energy just say, secure. How are you going to do that? part of that is bringing in a how? pipeline well, of oil from Canada, taking advantage of the oil and coal we have here, drilling offshore in Alaska, drilling offshore in Virginia where the people want it. Those things will get us the energy we need. Mr. President, could you address, because we did finally get to gas prices here, could you address... <laughs> Um, what the governor said, which is if your energy policy was working, the price of gasoline would not be four dollars a gallon. Well, here. Think, about what the governor, think about what the governor just said. He said, when I took office, the price of gasoline was 180, 186. Why is that? Because the economy was on the verge of collapse. Because we were about to go through the worst recession since the Great Depression. As a consequence of some of the same policies the governor Romney is now promoting. <laughs> So it's conceivable that Governor Romney could bring down gas prices because with his policies, we might be back in that same mess. Whoa, there you go. What I want to do is to create an economy that is strong. I'm impressed. Wow. This is the man I voted for last night. I know, right? And with respect to this pipeline that Governor Romney keeps on talking about, we've, create, we've built enough pipeline to wrap around the entire earth once. So... Fuck you, Whitey. I'm all for pipelines. I'm all for oil production. <laughs> what I'm not for is us ignoring the other half of the equation. So, for example, on wind energy, when Governor Romney says these are imaginary jobs, when you've got thousands of people right now in Iowa, right now in Colorado, who are working, creating he wind is power not happy. with good-paying manufacturing jobs, and the Republican senator in, that's in Iowa is all for it, providing tax credits to help this uh, work and Governor Romney says I'm opposed. I'd get rid of it. That's not an energy strategy for the future, and we need to win that future. And Mr. I intend president, to win it as president of the United States. I got to, I got to move you no, along. He, he and the, the next first, question is for got, you. He actually got the first question, it, so I get the last question. It, I like last answer. I don't like that. I don't like when they act like that. Quite work like that. But I'm going to give you a chance here. I promise you, I'm going to. And the next question is for you. So if you want to 
you know, continue on. I, but I don't want Candy, to leave all these Candy, guys sitting here. Candy, I don't have a policy of of stopping wind jobs. Oh, he's just going to talk. They're not. Uh, he's just going to talk. They're real jobs. Okay. I appreciate wind jobs in Iowa. Yeah. Well, you're being country. a windbag right now, you piece of shit. And they need to cut his mic. I'm going to make sure okay. that taking Thank advantage you, of our energy resources will bring she needs back to get control manufacturing to America. We're going to get through yeah. a, a very aggressive energy policy. Three and a half million more jobs in this country. It's critical to our future. Candy, we're we're okay. going to move you I'm, along I'm to used, taxes. To being interrupted. Right, we're going to move you both along yeah. to taxes over here and all these. <laughs> He's like Candy. I feel you, baby. I feel you. <laughs> it comes from Mary Polano. Polano, sorry. Hi, Mary. Um, Governor Romney. <laughs> Mr. Um, Obama, how can you share the stage with him and not punch him? Uh, you would plan to reduce the tax rates for all the tax brackets and that you would work with the Congress to eliminate some deductions in order to make up for the loss in revenue. Um, concerning the, these various deductions, the mortgage deduction, hmm. the uh, charitable deductions, the child tax credit, and also yeah, that's the... That's a big um, one. Yeah. Oh, what's that other I one? like that one. Uh, Me too. <laughs> You're doing great. Ah, nice. <laughs> the education credits, which are important to me because I have children in college. Which I couldn't uh, remember. What would be your position on those things? Because I have Joe Biden's dementia. Thank you very much. And, and let me tell you, you, you're absolutely right about part of that, which is I want to bring the rates down. I want to simplify the tax code. And I want to get middle-income taxpayers to have lower taxes. And, and the reason I want middle-income taxpayers to have lower taxes so they'll vote for middle-income taxpayers have been buried over the past four years. You've seen, as middle-income people in this country, incomes go down $4,300 a family, even as gasoline prices have gone up $2,000. Health insurance premiums up $2,500. Food prices up. Utility prices up. The middle-income families in America have been crushed over the last four years. So I want to get some relief to middle-income families. That's part, that's part one. Now, how about deductions? Because I'm going to bring rates down across the board for everybody, but I'm going to limit deductions and exemptions and credits, particularly for people at the high end, because I am not going to have people at the high end so he's still pay going to bring down tax rates more the top on, 5 the, on the top 5% of taxpayers will continue <laughs> to pay 60% of the income tax the nation collects. So that'll stay the same. Middle-income people are going to get a tax break. And so, in Not terms of bringing down deductions, one way of doing that would be to say everybody gets, I'll pick a number, $25,000 of deductions and credits. And you can decide Did which ones to Did he say $25,000 in deductions? Charity, child tax credit, huh? and so forth. You can oh, use those as part of okay. filling that bucket, if you will, of deductions. But your rate comes down, and the burden also comes down on you for one more reason. And that is every middle-income taxpayer no longer will pay any tax on interest dividends, or capital gains. We don't have no any of that shit. Your right. That makes life a lot easier. For, For you. you. getting interest from a bank, if you're getting <laughs> uh, a statement from a, a mutual fund, or Jinx any other kind of investments you have, you don't have to worry about <laughs> Seriously, shut the fuck up. No. What investments? Do you have investments? Uh, no, I have, no, I have interest, dividends, The closest thing I have to investments is when I buy bulk toilet paper. Because at under Costco, the last four years, I have money tied up in toilet paper. <laughs> and I want to help people in the middle class. And I will not, you do I will not. not, under any circumstances, reduce the share that's being paid by the highest income taxpayers. And I will not, Just, under any circumstances, increase taxes on in the middle class. The president's I think spending, he had that backwards. The president's borrowing. <sighs> 
will cause this nation to have to raise taxes on the American people, not just at the no. high end. A recent study has shown oh, yeah. opinion pieces on studies. Four thousand dollars a year higher taxes as a result of the spending and borrowing of this administration. I will not let that happen. I'll get us on track to a balanced budget, How? and I'm going to reduce the tax burden on middle-income families. And what's that going to do? It's going to help those families, and it's going to create incentives to start growing jobs again in this country. Thanks, Governor. Fuck you. <laughs> My philosophy on taxes has been simple. And that is... It'd just be crazy. I want to give middle-class <laughs> families and folks who are striving to get in the middle class some relief. Because they have been hit hard over the last decade, over the last 15, over the last 20 years. So four years ago, I stood on a stage just like this one. Actually, it was at a town hall, and I said, I would cut taxes for middle-class families. And that's what I've done by $3,600. I said I would cut taxes for small businesses who are the drivers and engines of growth. And we've cut them 18 times. And I want to continue those tax cuts for middle class families and for small businesses. But what I've also said is if we're serious about reducing the deficit, if this is genuinely a moral obligation to the next generation, then in addition to some tough spending cuts, we've also got to make sure that the wealthy do a little bit more. So what I've said is your first $250,000 worth of income, no change. And that means 98% of American families, 97% of small businesses, they will not see a tax increase. I'm ready to sign that bill right now. The only reason it's not happening is because <laughs> Governor Romney's allies in Congress have held the 98% hostage because they want tax breaks for the top 2%. <laughs> But there you go. What I've also said is for above 250,000, we can go back to the tax rates we had when Bill Clinton was president. Yes. We created 23 million new jobs. That's part of what took us from That's a little iffy cuz like you said before they were internet jobs yeah. that just kind of disappeared. Our and it will but be good Amazon for came out of that, so now, I mean there's Governor a lot of jobs there. He has a different philosophy. He was on 60 minutes just 2 weeks ago. And he was asked, "Is it fair for somebody like you, making $20 million a year to pay a lower tax rate than a nurse or a bus driver, somebody making $50,000 a year. No, it should he be said, yes, equal. He said, yes, I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, that, he said, I think that's what grows the economy. Oh. Well, I fundamentally disagree with that. <laughs> I think what grows the economy he, is when you get Barack Obama, tax fundamentalist. credit that we put in place <laughs> for your kids going to college. <laughs> I think that grows the economy. I think what grows the economy is when we make sure small businesses are getting a tax credit for hiring veterans yeah. who fought for our country. That grows our economy. So we just have a different theory. And when Governor Romney stands here after a year of campaigning, when during a Republican primary he stood on stage and said, I'm going to give tax cuts. He didn't say tax rate cuts. He said tax cuts to everybody, including the top 1%. You should believe him <laughs> because that's been his history. <laughs> and that's exactly the kind of top-down economics that is not going to work if we want a strong middle class and an economy that's thriving for everybody. Now, here comes Romney, Romney sure to try and... I'm sure you've got a reply there. You're absolutely right. You heard what I said about my tax plan. The top 5% will continue to pay 60% as they do today. I'm not looking to cut it's taxes It's not a 60% for wealthy tax rate, though. I am looking to cut taxes for middle-income people. And why do I want to bring rates down and at the same time lower exemptions and deductions, <laughs> particularly for people at the high end? Because if you bring rates down, it makes it easier for small business to keep more of their capital and hire people. 
And for me, this is about jobs. I want to get America's economy But it's not about hiring people per se. It's about of America's those people having money to spend. Right. That are taxed as individuals. So when you bring those rates down, those small businesses are able to keep more money and hire more people. For me, I look at what's happened in the last four years and say, this has been a disappointment. So one year of Bush, three of Obama. Okay. We don't have to settle for how many months? 43 months with unemployment above 8%. 23 million Americans struggling to find a good job right now. There are three and a half million more women living in poverty today than when the president took office. We don't have to live like this. We can get this economy going again. My five-point plan does it. Oh. Energy independence for North America in five years, opening up more trade, particularly in Latin America, cracking down on China when they cheat, getting us to a balanced budget. Is Latin America still a phrase that's workers, used? And <laughs> yeah, finally, championing really? small business. Yeah. I want to help small businesses grow and thrive. Like the Koch I know brothers how to make that happen. and Donald Trump. I spent my life in the private sector. I know why jobs come and why they go. And they're going Wait, now when, because of the When he was governor, was he in the private sector? Governor, let me ask the president <laughs> something about what you just said. Uh, the, the governor says that he is not going to allow uh, the top 5%, I believe is what he said, to have a tax cut, that it will all even out, that what he wants to do is give that tax cut to the middle class. Settled? No, it's not settled. <laughs> That's Look, bullshit. Uh, the cost of lowering rates for everybody across the board, 20%, along with what he also wants to do in terms of eliminating the estate tax, along what he wants to do in terms of corporate uh, changes in the tax code, it costs about $5 trillion. Governor Romney then also wants to spend $2 trillion on additional military programs, even though the military is not asking for them. That's $7 trillion. He also wants to continue the Bush tax cuts for the wealthiest Americans. Yeah, that shit's got to go. another yeah. trillion dollars. That's $8 trillion. Now, what he says is he's going to make sure that this doesn't add to the deficit, and he's going to cut middle-class taxes. But when he's asked, how are you going to do it? Which deductions? <laughs> which loopholes are you going to close? He I'll can't tell, tell you. I'll tell you when I'm elected. The, the fact that... He only has to pay 14% on his taxes when a lot of you are paying much higher. Yeah. You know, he's already taken that off the board. Capital gains are going to continue to be at a low rate. So we, we're not going to get money that way. We haven't heard from the governor any specifics beyond Big Bird and eliminating funding for Planned Parenthood in terms of how he pays for that. Now... Governor Romney so was a very successful like what, $100 million If somebody came Parenthood? to you, Governor, with a plan that said, here, I want to spend 7 or $8 trillion, and it, we're going to pay for it, but we can't tell you until maybe after the election how we're going to do it, you wouldn't have taken such a sketchy deal. <laughs> and neither should you, the American people. <laughs> because the math doesn't add up. And, and what's at stake here is one of two things. Either, Candy, this blows up the deficit, because keep in mind, this is just to pay for the additional spending that he's talking about. Seven, eight trillion dollars, that's before we even get to the deficit we already have. Or alternatively, it's got to be paid for not only by closing deductions for wealthy individuals, that, that'll pay for about 4% reduction in tax rates. You're going to be paying for it you'll lose some deductions. And you can't buy this sales pitch. Nobody who's looked at it that's serious 
actually believes it adds up. Mm. Nice. President, let me, get, let me get the governor in on this. And Governor, Mitt Romney, let's, before we get into a, a vast array get, uh, of uh, who says what, what study says what, if it shouldn't add up, if somehow when you get in there, there isn't enough tax revenue coming in, if somehow the numbers don't add up, would you be willing to look again at a 20% well, of course they add up. Let her ask the I, question. I, I, was, I was someone who ran businesses for 25 into years. Into the ground. balanced the budget. <laughs> I ran, I ran the Olympics. Into the ground. And balanced oh, fuck the you in the Olympics. I was the Winter Olympics. the uh, state of Massachusetts as a governor, to the extent any governor does, and balanced the budget all four years. Did he just diss Massachusetts? Well, he dissed all the Democrats in Massachusetts. How about $4 trillion? I think he dissed every governor. Over the last four years. $5 trillion. This guy could go That's fuck himself with his up. microphone. We have, we, we have a president talking about someone's plan uh, in, in a way that's completely foreign. Completely unfair. It's is. totally unfair. <laughs> and man. then we have his own record, which is we have four consecutive years where he said when he was three. running for office, it's, he would cut three. the deficit right. in half. Instead, he's doubled it. We've gone from $10 trillion of national debt to $16 well, I guess really it has debt. been four. At if this the point. president were reelected, we go to almost $20 trillion of national debt. This puts us on a road to Greece. I know what it takes to balance budgets. I've done it Who my entire life. Who gets to be Travolta? Life. So, for instance, when he says, yours is a $5 trillion cut. Well, no, it's not, because I'm offsetting some of the reductions, withholding down some of the deductions. And, and Governor, and, I got to I gotta actually, I'm, I'm I need sorry. to have you both hang up. I understand you. the yeah. stakes here. I understand both of you. But I, I will get run out of town if I don't I just described you, Mr. President, I just described to you precisely how I do it, which is with a single number that people can put, and they can put their deductions in little minds. He's going to say little brains. Oh, my God. I promise you. And, Mr. President, the next question is for you. So stay standing. Um, and it's Catherine Fenton uh, who has a question for you. He thinks he actually won that question. All right. In what new ways do you intend to rectify the inequalities in the workplace, specifically regarding females making only 72% of what their male counterparts earn? Well, Catherine, this is a great question. And, you know, I was raised by a single mom who had to put herself through school while looking after two kids. And she worked hard every day and made a lot of sacrifices to make sure we got everything we needed. My grandmother, she started off Just answer the uh, as question. secretary in a bank. She never got a uh, college education, even though she was smart as a whip. And she worked her way up to become a vice president of a local bank. But she hit the glass ceiling. She trained people who would end up becoming her bosses during the course of her career. She didn't complain. That's not what you did in that generation. No, because you got and hit. And <laughs> this is one of the reasons Seriously, why right? one of the first, the first bill I signed was something called the Lily Ledbetter Bill. And this is named after this amazing woman who had been doing the same job as a man for years. What was her name? <laughs> found out that she, she was getting paid less. Yeah. And the Supreme Court said that she couldn't bring suit because she should have found out about it earlier. She had no way of finding out about it. I was going to play it off and so like play around with your joke, but I'm and like, that's an example no, that was of good, the kind of advocacy that we need because women are increasingly the breadwinners in the family. This is not just a women's issue. This is a family issue. There's a middle class issue, and that's why we've got to fight for it. It also Scott means Brown voted that we've got to make it. sure that 
because he's young people asshole. like yourself yeah. are able to afford a college education. Earlier, Governor Romney talked about he wants to make Pell Grants and uh, other education uh, accessible for young people. Well, the truth of the matter is, is that that's exactly what we've done. We've expanded Pell Grants for millions of people, including millions of young women all across the country. We did it by taking $60 billion that was going to banks and lenders as middlemen for the student loan program, and yep. we said, let's yep. just cut out the middlemen. Let's give the money directly to students. And as a consequence, we've seen millions of young people be able to afford college. And as and a consequence, they can sure collect the interest themselves in that and have more income. But we've got to enforce yeah, the laws, which question, is what though. we are doing. No, no, and he said he's also got to make he, sure oh, the bill. that yeah, in oh, every yeah. walk of life, he took care of it, but we now he's just filling out his time. That's been one of the hallmarks of my administration. I'm going to continue. I'd love to see somebody just say, "Yeah, we're taking care of that." Four years. Bill HB, whatever. Thank you. Interesting. Important topic. And one I hate women. Vaginas about, scare me. Particularly as I was serving as governor of my state, because I had the, the chance to pull together a cabinet, and uh, all the I had the women stock it. To be men, and I and I went to my staff and I said, "How come all the people for these jobs are, are all men?" They said, "Well, these are the people that have the qualifications." And I said, "Well, gosh, can't we, can't gosh. we find some some women that are also qualified?" Go down to the steno and, pool. Uh, and so we we took a concerted effort to go out and find women. Who had Maybe somebody running a mimeograph. Be to become members of our cabinet. I went to a number of women's groups and said, can you help us find folks? And they brought us whole binders full of, uh, of women. I was proud of the fact that after I staffed and I my picked cabinet five or six and my to fuck, staff, and then I looked for somebody to fill the, the position. The University of New York uh, in Albany did a survey of all 50 states and concluded that mine had more women in senior leadership positions than any other state in America. Now, one of the reasons I was able so to get what? so many good women to be part of that team was because of our recruiting effort. But number two, because I recognize that if you're going to have women in the workforce, that sometimes they need to be more flexible. My chief of staff so I, I had two gymnasts. kids that were still in school. Uh. She said, I can't be here until 7 or 8 o'clock at night. I need to be able to get home at 5 o'clock so I can be there for making dinner for my kids and being with them when they get home from school. So he said, fine. That Let's have he's a not answering the question. So you can have hours that work for you. Did they get paid the We're same? We're going to have to have employers right. in the he new didn't economy, mention that. in the economy I'm going to bring to play, that are going to be so anxious to get good workers, they're going to be anxious to hire women. In the, in the last uh, four years, women have lost 580,000 jobs. That's the net of what's happened in the last four years. He's not, We're still down 580,000 jobs. I don't think he supports equal pay for equal work. Three and a half million work. women more now in poverty than four years ago. What we can do to help young women and women of all ages is to have a strong economy, so strong that employers are looking to find good employees and bringing them into their workforce and adapting to a flag. We're going to legalize prostitution. That gives women the opportunities that, that they would otherwise not be able to, to afford. This is what I've done. It's what I look forward to doing. And I know what it takes to make an economy work. And I know what a working economy looks like. And an economy I've seen with them in other states. unemployment is not a real strong economy. An economy that, uh, that, that has 23 million people looking for work is not a strong economy. An economy with 50% with of kids graduating from college that can't find a job or a college-level job, that's not what we have to have. I'm going to help women in America get, work, get good work by getting a stronger economy and by supporting women in the workforce. Mr. President, why don't you get in on this quickly, please? Catherine, I just want to point out that when Governor Romney's campaign was asked about the Lilly Ledbetter bill, whether he supported it, he said, I'll get back to you. And that's not the kind of advocacy that women need 
in any economy. That's a Sarah now, Palin answer. There's some yeah, other issues completely. that have a bearing on how women succeed in the workplace. For example, their health care. A major difference in this campaign is that Governor Romney feels comfortable having politicians in Washington decide the health care choices that women are making. Oh, here I we go. I think that's a mistake. In my health care bill, I said insurance companies need to provide contraceptive coverage to everybody who's insured. Yep. Because this is not just a health issue. It's an this economic is the 21st for century right. for fuck's sake, people. It makes a difference. This is money out of that family's pocket. Yeah. Governor Romney not only opposed it, he suggested that, in fact, employers should be able to make the decision as to whether or not a woman gets uh, contraception Such through her insurance coverage. Bad idea. That's not the kind of advocacy that women need. No. When Governor Romney says that we should eliminate funding for Planned Parenthood, there are Oh, nice. Millions of women all across the country. He's hitting an area where he knows he's strong over Romney. Oh, well done. They rely on oh, yeah. Mammograms for cervical cancer screenings. Mammograms? That's a pocketbook <laughs> issue for women. I, if I could give mammograms, I would be a and doctor. And it makes a difference in terms of how well and effectively <laughs> women are able to work. But you need skilled people or else what are you going to get? Child care. Yeah. Bad mammograms. <laughs> that we're providing. That makes a difference in terms of whether I don't they need can no turkey giving out bad man or their family. I'm just talking These about shit. These are chef. not just women's <laughs> issues. These are family issues. These are yes. economic issues. That's so smart. And one Good of the job. things that makes us grow as an economy is when everybody participates and women are getting the same fair deal as men are. And I've Mr. got President. two daughters, and I want to make sure that they have the same opportunities that anybody's sons have. And that's part of Good. what I'm fighting for as president Good. of the United States. So want to move us Mitt, along you can tell here to tick Susan and tack and tag and who has a tip in. And... <laughs> Notice Romney didn't want to talk about that one thing. anymore. Governor Romney, you're a dick. I am an undecided voter because Suck I'm disappointed <laughs> with the lack of progress I've seen in the last four years. <laughs> However, I do attribute much of America's economic and international problems to the failings and missteps of the Bush administration. A reasonable Since person. Both you yeah. and President Bush are Republicans. I fear a return to the policies of those years should you Somebody win this Somebody asked a question about Bush. What is the biggest difference between you and George W. Bush? And how do you differentiate well, I won't choke on a pretzel. from George W. Bush? <laughs> Great. Thank you, and I appreciate that question. I, I bet he I, goes I just religion to on make this. Sure that, I think I was supposed to get that last answer, but I want to point out that I don't believe you. I don't believe. Make sure our, our, our timekeepers are <laughs> okay. working. The, ta- the, the timekeepers time keep... are all working, and all right. let me tell you that the last part, there's, it's, it's the, for the two of you to talk to one another, and it isn't quite as ordered as you think. But go ahead and use this two minutes wow. any way you'd like she to. She said, the You're mistaken. Nice. Uh, I, I just note that uh, I don't believe that bureaucrats in Washington should tell someone whether they can use contraceptives or not. And I don't believe employers should tell Answer someone the question about Bush. He's avoiding Every that. Every woman in America should have access to contraceptives. And, and, the, and the president's Great. statement oh, of my policy is completely Now, how are you totally different wrong. than Bush? Right. Let me come back and, and, and answer your question. The, President Bush and I are, are different people. And these are different times. And that's why my five-point plan is so different than what he would have done. I mean, for instance, we can now, by virtue of new technology, actually get all the energy we need in North America. 
without having to go to the, the Arabs or the Venezuelans Bullshit. or anyone else. That wasn't true in his time. That's why my policy starts with a very robust policy to get So if all that, that wasn't true in his in time, America, but it's true now, secure. isn't Obama Number responsible two, for that? Right. Isn't Obama, didn't he just admit that President Obama's Bush responsible didn't. for energy independence? I'm also going to dramatically expand trade in Latin America. It's been growing about 12 percent per year over a long <laughs> I feel I've come time. a long way more free <laughs> in the political so realm from when we started uh, the show. Three, I'm going to get us to a balanced budget. Sniff President Bush didn't. Like President Obama no. was right. He said that that was outrageous to have deficits as high as half a trillion dollars under the Bush years. He was right. But then he put in place deficits twice that size. Yeah, because he for took every one the, of his four the, years. The wars. And his yeah, forecast on the for books. the next four years is more deficits, almost that large. So that's the next area I'm different than President Bush. And then let's take the last one, championing small business. Oh, Our party has been focused on big business too long. I came through small business. I understand how hard it is Being to start a small, a small business. small business? That's why yes, so. everything I'll do is designed to help small businesses grow and add jobs. I want to keep their taxes down on small business. I want regulators to see their job as encouraging small enterprise, not crushing it. And the thing I find most troubling about Obamacare, well, it's a long list, but one of the things I find most troubling is, is that it's not called Romicare because I came up with it. When you talk to small businesses and ask them what they think about it, they tell you it keeps them from hiring more people. Bullshit. My priority is jobs. I know how to make that happen. And President Bush had a very different path for a very different time. My path is designed in getting small businesses to grow and hire people. Thanks, Governor. Mr. President. Well, First of all, I think it's important to tell you that we did come in during some tough times. This we were losing 800,000 jobs a month when I started. Home. I know, but right? we have been digging our way out of policies that were misplaced and focused on the top doing very well and middle class folks not doing well. Now, we've seen 30 consecutive, 31 consecutive months of job growth, 5.2% million new jobs created. There yeah, have been a couple of months where it stayed and the same. The plans that I talked about will hey, create one even One job more. is growth. Uh, but when Governor yeah. Romney says if you want that he nitpick. has a very different economic <laughs> plan, the centerpiece of his economic plan are tax cuts. That's what took us from surplus to deficit. Yes. When he talks about getting tough on China, yeah, keep in mind that Governor Romney invested in companies that were pioneers of outsourcing to China. <laughs> And is currently investing in countries, uh, in, in companies that are building surveillance equipment for China to spy on its own folks. Whoa. Uh, Governor, you're the last person who's going to get tough on China. Whoa. <laughs> what we've done when it comes to trade is not only sign three. That was out of nowhere. That was nice. But we've also set up a task force for trade that goes after anybody who is taking advantage of American workers or businesses and not creating a level playing field. We've brought twice as many cases against unfair trading practices than the previous administration, and we've won every single one that's been decided. Well, that's when impressive. I said that we had to make sure that China was not flooding our domestic market with cheap tires. Governor Romney said I was being protectionist, that it wouldn't be helpful to American workers. Well, in fact, we saved 1,000 jobs, <laughs> and that's the kind of tough trade actions that are required. <laughs> But the last point I want to make is this. You know, there are some things where Governor Romney is different from George Bush. You know, George Bush didn't propose turning Medicare into a voucher. George Bush embraced comprehensive immigration reform. 
He didn't call for self-deportation. George Bush never suggested that we eliminate funding for Planned Parenthood. So there are differences between Governor Romney and George Bush, but they're not on economic policy. In some ways, he's gone to a more extreme place when it comes to social policy. And I think that's a mistake. That's not how we're going to move our economy forward. I want to move you both along to the next question because it's he in the same wheelhouse. So you Romney will, uh, is be worse able to respond, than Bush. Uh, the president does get this wow. question. I want to call on Michael Jones. Wow. That was bold. Mr. President, I voted for you in 2008. What have you done or accomplished to earn my vote in 2012? I'm not that optimistic as I was in 2012. Most things I need for everyday living That's okay. are very expensive. He's nervous. Well, we've gone through a tough four years. That was such no a bullshit question because now it's all just ago, rhetorical. I told yeah. the American rah, rah. people, I like told the you, first cut taxes yeah. middle class families. That's a bullshit question. They shouldn't and let it in. No. I told you I'd cut taxes Of course, the other one kind of is a bullshit question, too. How easy for the Bush. the war in Iraq. Except we wanted to hear that ass. I asked. said we'd refocus attention on those who actually attacked us on 9-11. It does kind of give him an opening to say, like never before, and Osama bin Laden is dead. Bam. I said that we would put in place health care reform dropping the to make sure that insurance yeah. companies can't jerk you around, and if you don't have health insurance, that you'd have a chance to get affordable insurance. And I have. I committed that I would rein in the excesses of Wall Street, and we passed the toughest Wall Street reforms since the 1930s. Did he say he ended Don't Ask, Don't We created tell? 5 million jobs, gone from 800,000 jobs a month being lost, and we are making progress. We saved an auto industry that was on the brink of collapse. Now, does that mean you're not struggling? Absolutely not. A lot of us are. And that's why the plan that I put forward for manufacturing and education and reducing our deficit. This is going by a way, lot quicker than the other one. Using oh, yeah. the savings from ending wars to rebuild America and putting people back to work. Wow. Making sure that that's a we are controlling sentence. our yeah. energy, but not just the energy of today, but also the energy of the future. All those things will make a difference. So the future point is, energy. the commitments I've made, the power of the atom, I've kept. <laughs> and those that I haven't been able to keep, it's not for lack of trying, and we're going to get it done in a second term. But you should pay attention to this campaign because Governor Romney has made some commitments as well. And I suspect he'll keep those too. You know, when... Members of the Republican It'll Congress say we're going to sign those a no-tax pledge so that we don't ask a dime from millionaires and billionaires to reduce our deficit so we can still invest in education and helping kids go to college. He said, me too. When they said, we're going to cut Planned Parenthood funding, he said, me too. When he said, we're going to repeal Obamacare, first thing I'm going to do, despite the fact that it's the same health care plan that he passed in Massachusetts and is working well, he said, me too. That is not the kind of leadership that you need, but you should expect that those are promises he's going to keep. Mr. And the choice in this let... election is going to be whose promises are going to be more likely to help you in your life, make sure your kids can go to college, yeah. make sure that you are getting a good paying job, making sure that... Medicare and Social Security. Okay, wrap it up. Thank yeah. you. Governor. Cracker motherfucker. I think you know better. <laughs> I, I think you know that these last four years haven't been so good as the president just described. Go ahead. Call and him brother. Don't feel like I dare you. You're confident that the next four years are going to be much better either. I, I can tell he you just that if said you're that. elected President yeah. Obama, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a repeat of the last four years. 
We just can't afford four more years like the last four years. He we said, said that, that about Bush, by too. By now, yeah. we'd have unemployment at 5.4 percent. The difference between where it is and 5.4 percent is 9 million Americans without work. I wasn't the one that said 5.4 percent. This was the president's plan. Didn't get there. He said he would have, by now, put forward a plan to reform Medicare and Social Security because he pointed out they're on the road to bankruptcy. He would reform them. I don't think he Get said that. that. Oh, what's buffering. going on? Why am I buffering? Because you keep voting every two seconds. Oh, is That's that the why. problem? I don't know. Uh, what the fuck? I hate this. Last time with the uh, with the CNN page, it would go to an ad every every little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. It was stupid, stupid cool. bullshit. What the fuck? Oh, it's just a stupid ad. Oh, well. This is what happens when you... Trust the internet. Uh, Al Gore. All right, let's get back Fix to this. Fix your fucking internet. <laughs> I have a new modem. It's like super fast. Oh. All right. All it's right. it's loading, so let's see. Anyway, Romney's talking, so who gives a shit? <laughs> the economy working again. There we go. He keeps saying, look, I've created 5 million jobs. That's after lo- losing 5 million jobs. The entire record is such that the unemployment has not been reduced in this country. The well, unemployment, the number of people who are still looking for work, is still 23 million Americans. There are more people in poverty. One out of six people. It's either nine or 23. Which stamps? is it? Nah. When he took office, 32 million people were on food stamps. Today, 47 million people are on food stamps. Because they're not the making enough money at their shitty jobs right. that it's they have, so they're not It's growing more slowly this year than last year, and more slowly last year than the year before. The, the president wants to do well. I understand. But the policies he's put in place, from Obamacare to Dodd-Frank to his tax policies to his regulatory policies, these policies combined have not led this economy take off and grow like it could have. You might say, well, you got an example of when it worked better? Yeah. In the Reagan recession, where unemployment hit 10.8 percent, between that period, the end of that recession, and equivalent period of time to today, Ronald Reagan's re- recovery created twice as many jobs. What is this Ronald Reagan recovery? recovery? Five million I'm jobs doesn't even keep with up it. with our population growth. And the only reason the unemployment rate seems a little lower today is because of all the people that have dropped out of the workforce. The president has tried, but his policies haven't worked. He's great as a, as a, 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 as a speaker and, and describing his plans and his vision. That's wonderful, except we have a record to look at. And that record shows he just hasn't been able to cut the deficit to put in place reforms for Medicare and Social Security to preserve them, to get us the rising income. But he has meeting, talked about meeting that. Meeting incomes down forty-three hundred dollars a family, and twenty-three million Americans out of work. That's what this election is about. It's about who can get the middle class in this country a bright and prosperous future and assure our kids the kind of hope and optimism they deserve. Governor, well, I want to move you along. Don't, don't go away, and we'll, we'll have plenty of time to respond. We are quite aware of the clock for both of you. But I want to bring in a, a different subject here. Mr. Hmm. President, I'll be right back with you. Um, at Lorraine Osorio has a question for you about a topic we have this not heard. Yes, it's for Governor Romney, and we'll be right with you, Mr. President. Thanks. Look at that. He went and sat down. Yeah. Yeah. Lorraine? Good. Good, Lorraine. Good. Lorraine. How you doing? Good, thanks. President. How you doing? Um... Weren't you on Jeopardy? What do you plan (laughs) on doing with immigrants without their green card that are currently living here as productive members of society? 
Oh, let me see the papers before right. I answer that question. Look at Rosie Perez Thank you for your in question. the house. Yeah. And, um, let me step back and tell you what I'd like to do with our immigration policy broadly and include no, an answer, answer her question. to your, your <laughs> question. First of all, this is a nation of immigrants. We welcome people coming to this country as immigrants. Well, except for My the dad Native was born Americans in Mexico of American Eskimos. parents. Anne's oh. dad was born in Wales and is a first-generation oh, American. Anne. We welcome Jeez, who the fuck cares about your immigrants wife? into this country. I want our legal system to work better. I want it to be streamlined. I want it to be clearer. I don't. He's going to reform the legal system in this country to too. This country legally. I also think that we should give visas to people, green cards rather, to people who graduate with skills that we need. People around the world with accredited degrees in, in science and math get a green card stapled to their diploma. Come to the U.S. of A. We should make they sure that our legal here. system works. Right. Number two, we're going to have to stop illegal immigration. There are four million people who are waiting in line to get here legally. You're never going to stop Those who come here it. illegally take I mean, the place. Just, so I will never not grant stop amnesty illegal to those who come here illegally. What I will do is I'll put in place an employment verification system and make sure that employers that hire people who have come here illegally are sanctioned for doing so. I won't put in place um, magnets for people coming here illegally. So, for instance, I would not give driver's licenses to those that have come here illegally as the, as the president would. It's interesting. Uh, the kids um, of, do illegal of those immigrants that came here illegally, higher, uh, those kids, I think, should have a like, pathway like, to become a, per, a permanent per, resident of the United States. Do they have more metal and military in service, for instance, is one way <laughs> they would have that kind of pathway to become a permanent resident. Fucking magnets. Now, when the president ran for office... He said that he'd put in place in his first year a piece of legislation. He'd file a, a bill in his first year that would reform our, our immigration system. Yeah, protect it has legal to be passed in the House and the Senate. Right. He didn't do it. He had a Democrat House and Democrat Senate, supermajority in both houses. Why did he fail did he? Yeah, even promote legislation okay. that would have provided an answer for those that want to come here legally and for those that are here illegally today? That's a question I think... Just because you have a majority have a doesn't mean they're all right going to vote yes on it. Yeah. Was uh, Lorena? Lorraine. Uh, we are a nation of immigrants. I mean, we're... Just Look at me, I'm from Kenya. From Ellis Island. <laughs> we all understand <laughs> what this country has become because talent from all around the world wants to come here. People who are willing to take risks. People who want to build on their dreams and make sure their kids have an even bigger dreams than they have. But we're also a nation of laws. So what I've said is we need to fix a broken immigration system. And I've done everything that I can on my own and sought cooperation from Congress to make sure that we fix this system. Well said. First thing we did was to yeah. streamline the legal immigration system, to reduce the backlog, make yes. it easier, simpler, and cheaper for people who are waiting in line, obeying the law to make sure that they can come here and $20 to application fee. And that's done. good for our economic growth. They'll start new businesses. They'll make things happen that create jobs here in the United States. Number two, we do have to deal with our border. So we put more border patrol on than any time in history, and the flow of undocumented workers across the border is actually lower than it's been in 40 years. What I've also said is, if we're going to go after folks who are here illegally, we should do it smartly and go after folks who are criminals, gangbangers, people who are hurting the community. What's he got against porns? I know, right? Not after folks who are <laughs> here just because they're trying to figure out how to feed their families. And that's what we've done. And what I've also said is, for young people who come here, brought here oftentimes by their parents, 
have gone to school here, pledged allegiance to the flag, think of this as their country, understand themselves as Americans in every way except having papers, then we should make sure that we give them a pathway to citizenship. Good and that's stop. what I've Your done administratively. Now, just Governor stop. Romney just said that you know, he wants to help those young people too, but during the Republican primary, he said, I will veto the DREAM Act that would allow these young people <laughs> to have access. His main strategy during the Republican primary was to say, we're going to encourage self-deportation, making life so miserable on folks that they'll leave. Oof. He called the Arizona law a model for the nation. Part of the Arizona law said that law enforcement officers could stop folks because they suspected maybe they looked like they might be undocumented workers and check their papers. Yeah, you're going to pull Danny you know Trejo what? over and talk to him? If my daughter <laughs> or yours looks to somebody like they're not oh, here we go. a citizen. I don't want Obama don't want plays the race card. To empower somebody like that. <clears throat> so we can fix this system in a comprehensive way. And when Governor Romney says the challenge is, well, Obama didn't try, that's not true. I sat down with Democrats and Republicans at the beginning of my term, and I said, let's fix this system, including senators previously who had supported it on the Republican side. But it's very hard for Republicans in Congress to support comprehensive immigration reform if their standard bearer hmm. has said that this is not something I'm interested in supporting. That's Let me good get point. the governor in here, Mr. President. Um, let, let's speak to, if you let's, could, Governor, uh, the idea of self-deportation. No, let, let, let me go back and speak to the points that the president made, and, and, uh, and let's get them correct. I did not say that the Arizona law was a model for the nation in that aspect. I said that the E-Verify portion of the Arizona law, which is which is the portion of the law which says that employers could be able to determine whether someone is here illegally or not illegally, that that was a model for the nation. That's number one. Number two, yeah, but if they're I asked using the president a social question. security number from Hispanics, somebody else, you're not going to be able to tell. Asked. He was asked this on Univision the other day. Why, when you said you'd file oh, is that when you were on there with your a fake tan? Year, didn't you do it? And he didn't answer. Just like he you're he doing now. He doesn't answer that question. He said the standard bearer wasn't for it. I, I'm glad you thought I was a standard bearer four years ago, but I wasn't. Four years ago, you said in your first year you would file legislation. In his first year, I was just getting, I was licking my wounds from having been beaten by John McCain. All right, I was not the standard bearer. Which is fucking my, pathetic. My view <laughs> is that this president should have honored his promise to, to do as he said. Now, let me mention one other thing. And that Does is he understand how our system of government works? Let people make I'm their own sure. choice. What I was saying is we're not going to round up 12 million people, undocumented, illegals, and take them out of the nation. Oh, on the Instead, same day. I mean, come on. Choice. Be realistic. And if they if they find that, that they <laughs> what can't do you think we are German? They want, and they can't find <laughs> they can't find the job they want, then they'll make a decision to go a place where where they have better opportunities. No, they but won't. I'm not they'll stay here. They're already here. And in and and taking them out of this country. I am in favor, as the president has said, and I agree with him, which is that if people have committed crimes, we got to get them out of this country. Let me mention something else the president said. It was a moment ago, and I didn't get a chance to, uh, when he was describing uh, Chinese investments and so forth. Candy, hold Let on me, a second. Mr. President, I'm still speaking. I'm sorry. Mr. President, why don't you let me finish? I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue. See all these people? They've been waiting for you. Could you make it short? Just going to make a point. Any investments I have over the last eight years have been managed by a blind trust. And I understand they do it. 
include Sorry. investments outside the United States, including in Chinese companies. Mr. President, Can have you looked at your pension? Have you looked at your pension? I've got to say. Uh, Mr. Pe President, yeah. have you looked at your pension? You know, I, I don't look at my pension. It's not as big as yours, so it doesn't well, take as long. Let me give you some advice. I check it that often. Let me give you some advice. Look at your pension. You also have investments in Chinese companies. Yeah. You also have investments outside the United States. Yeah. You also have investments through a Cayman's right. Trust. And we are way, we're right. sort of way so, off topic so, Mr. Here, President, Governor Romney. We're, we're, we're a little so, off topic Completely yeah. off the I thought we were talking about immigration. And we, yeah. we were. I, 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 I came back to what you I do want to make sure If I could have you sit down, Governor Romney, thank you. I do want to make sure that we just understand something. Governor Romney says he wasn't referring to Arizona as a model for the nation. His top advisor on immigration is the guy who designed the Arizona law, the entirety of it. Not e verify the whole thing. That's his policy. And it's a bad policy. If you're and running for president, you take your money out of a blind trust just to prevent that from happening. Immigration, we have to understand You're responsible for your money, I would say, regardless of who's running it. Who it's your money. America as the land of promise. And they provide us energy, and they provide us innovation, and they start companies like Intel and Google, and we want to encourage that. Now, we've got to make sure that we do it in a smart way, in a comprehensive way, and we make the legal system better. But when we make this into a divisive political issue, and when we don't have bipartisan support, I can deliver, Governor. A whole bunch of Democrats to get comprehensive immigration reform done, and I'll we can't sit down. We can't. First year, we, can't, we okay. have not seen Mr. Republicans. President, let me move you on. I would be issue the best all. and worst and moderator ever. And it's time for them to get serious right. on it. This Don't used to be a bipartisan issue. Right. Don't go away because I'm, I, I'm here. I, I want you to talk to Kerry <laughs> Latka, who has a, wants to switch a topic for us. Okay. Hi, Karen. Where the fuck are you? I'm sorry. What's your name? It's Kerry. Kerry Latka. Great to see you. This question actually comes from uh, um, a brain trust of my friends at Global Telecom Supply in Mineola yesterday. We were sitting around nice talking about Libya, and we were reading and became aware of reports that the State Department refused extra security for our embassy in Benghazi, Libya, prior to the attacks that killed four Americans. This will be Who was it that denied enhanced security, and why? Well, let me first of all talk about our diplomats, because they serve all around the world and do an incredible job in a very dangerous situation. And these aren't just representatives of the United States. They're my representatives. I send them there, oftentimes in a harm's way. I know these folks, and I know their families. So nobody's more concerned about their safety and security than I am. Well, they're, they're families. He's so got as soon as we found out that... The Benghazi consulate was being overrun. I was on the phone with my national security serious. team, and I gave them three instructions. Number one, beef up our security and, say, uh, and, and procedures, not just in Libya, but in every embassy and consulate in the region. Number two, investigate exactly what happened, regardless of where the facts lead us, to make sure that folks are held accountable and it doesn't happen again. And number three, we are going to find out who did this and we're going to hunt them down. Because one of the things that I've said throughout my presidency is when folks mess with Americans, we go after them. Now, Governor Romney had a very different response. While we were still dealing with our diplomats being threatened, Governor Romney put out a press release <laughs> trying to make political points. And that's not how a commander-in-chief operates. 
You don't turn national security into a political issue. Certainly not right when it's happening. Well, that, that really made him mad. And you can people, tell. Not everybody agrees with some of the decisions I've made. <clears throat> but when it comes to our national security, I mean what I say. But God damn it, I'm the president. I said yeah. I'd end the war in, Libya, uh, in, in Iraq, and I did. I said that we'd go after al-Qaeda and bin Laden. We have. Killed that motherfucker. I said we'd transition Please. out of Afghanistan <clears throat> and start making sure that Afghans are responsible for their own security. That's what I'm doing. And when it comes to this issue, when I say that we are going to find out exactly what happened, everybody will be held accountable. If, if I was Romney, and I would I am just ultimately give him that one. Yeah, taking totally. place there Because these are my folks, and I'm the one who has to greet those coffins when they come home. I would, I would, there's no I way Mr. President, to I spin this. this along, oh, Governor. oh, fuck. Thank you, Kerry, for your question. It's an important one. And, it has uh, nothing to do with him. I, exactly. I think the president just said correctly that, that the buck does stop at his desk, and, and he takes responsibility for, for that. Uh, and he the, can't tell him in, in providing what those happened. security resources. And, <gasps> Did and he those just say the failure? Things may, may well happen from time to time. I, I'm, I, I feel very deeply oh, no, sympathetic for the families of those who lost, lost loved ones. No, but it was a failure of security. Memorial service for fair. one of those uh. that was lost in this tragedy. We, we think of their families and care for them You deeply. don't give a fuck. Uh, there were other issues associated with this, uh, with this tragedy. Um, there were... Many Careful. days that passed before we knew whether this was a spontaneous demonstration or actually whether it was a terrorist attack. And there was no demonstration involved. It was a terrorist attack. Um, and it took a long time for that to be told to the American people. Dude, um, you don't know. Whether that what? was so no, misleading he, no. or instead he whether we just didn't up. know what happened. Yeah. I think you have to ask yourself, why didn't we know five days later uh, when the ambassador to the United Nations went on TV to say that this was a demonstration, how could we have not known? Because the investigation but, uh, but was still happening. I find more happening? trouble than this, that on, on the day oh, following the assassination of the United States ambassador, the first time that's happened since 1979, when, uh, when we have four Americans killed there, when apparently we didn't know what happened, that the president, the day after that happened, flies to Las Vegas for political fundraiser, then the next day to Colorado for another event, Another uh, political event. He's got people I, I working these, on it. It's not his job to investigate. These actions taken by a president and a leader have symbolic significance and perhaps even uh, material significance. Uh, in he the, just lost You hope that during he... that time we could call in the people who were actually eyewitnesses. We've read their accounts now about what happened. It was very clear. So Obama is the only person in the whole government now? This was an attack now? by terrorists. And, and this calls into question oh, the man. president's whole policy in yeah. the Middle East. Look what's happening in Syria, in Egypt. Now in, in Libya, consider the distance between ourselves and, and Israel. The president said that, that he was going to put daylight between us and Israel. We have Iran four years closer to a nuclear bomb. Oh, Syria, Syria is not because just four a years have gone by. Thousands yeah, exactly. civilians being killed by a military. I'm closer but also to a nuclear a strategic, weapon. <laughs> uh, strategically Because I have a microwave oven. <laughs> the, the president's policies throughout the Middle East began with an apology tour and, 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 and pursue a strategy of leading from behind. And this strategy is unraveling before our very eyes. Oh, boy. Because we're, we're closing in, I want to still get a lot of people in. I want to ask you something, Mr. President, and then have the governor just quickly. Uh, your Secretary of State, as I'm sure you know, has said uh, that she takes full responsibility for the attack on the diplomatic mission in Benghazi. Does the buck stop with your Secretary of State as far as what went on here? Say no. Secretary Clinton has done an extraordinary job. We're all she responsible, works for me. he should say. I'm the president. Exactly. And I'm always responsible. Exactly. Good answer. And that's why nobody's more interested in finding out exactly what happened than I did. 
The day after the attack, Governor, I stood in the Rose Garden and I told the American people and the world that we were going to find out exactly what happened, that this was an act of terror, and I also said that we're going to hunt down those who committed this crime. And then a few days later, I was there greeting the caskets coming into Andrews Air Force Base and grieving with the families. And the suggestion that anybody in my team this is getting awkward. Or the Secretary of State, our UN ambassador, he should get up in his face. Anybody on my team, look, he is pissed. Politics or mislead this isn't when we lost four of our own governor is offensive. That's not what we do. That's not what I do as president. Come on, That's Mr. Spock. Take it chief. down a level. No, leave it right fucking there. <laughs> Governor, if you want to reply yeah, to this, please. I think the president just said something, which, which is that on the day after the attack, he went to the Rose Garden and said that this was an act of terror. You said in the Rose Garden, the day after the attack, it was an act of terror. It was not a spontaneous demonstration. Is that what you're saying? Please proceed, Governor. <laughs> I, I, I want to make sure we get that for the record, because it took the president 14 days before he called the attack in Benghazi an act of terror. Get the transcript. It, 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 he did, in, in fact, sir. So let me, let me call it an act of terror. Can you terror say that a little louder, Candy? <laughs> He oh, did call it an act of terror. The it, that did look well that. Take, it did as well uh, take uh, two weeks or so uh, for the whole idea of there being a riot out there about this tape uh, to come out. You're correct this, about that. The administration, the administration indicated that this was a, a reaction to a, to a video and was a spontaneous reaction. It took them a long time to say this was a terrorist act by a terrorist group. No, and, no. And to suggest, am I incorrect in that regard? On, on Sunday, the, uh, your, your secretary, your, excuse me, the uh, He asked him a question, now he's going to interrupt him? Sunday te television shows and, and spoke about how yeah, this yeah, was I'm, a spontaneous I'm reaction. To, I'm happy me, to I, have a longer conversation you, about foreign absolutely, policy. Absolutely, but I want, I want to move you on and okay, also I'm people can can go too. to the transcripts. I just and, want to make sure that uh, yeah, all these wonderful folks are going to have a chance to get some of their questions answered. Because what I, what I want to do, Mr. President, is stand there for a second because I want to introduce you to Nina Gonzalez, who uh, brought up a question that we hear a lot, uh, both over the internet and from this crowd. President Obama, during the Democratic National Convention in 2008, you stated you wanted to keep AK. 47s out of the hands of criminals. What has your administration done or planned to do to limit the availability of assault weapons? You know, we're a nation that believes in the Second Amendment, and I believe in the Second Amendment. You know, we've got a long tradition of hunting and sportsmen uh, and people who want to make sure they can protect themselves. But there have been too many instances during the course of my presidency where I've had to comfort families who've lost somebody, most recently out in Aurora. Oh. You know, just uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago, actually probably about a month, uh, I saw a mother who I had met at the bedside of her son who had been shot in that theater. And her son had been shot through the head. And we spent some time and we said a prayer, and remarkably, about two months later, this young man and his mom showed up, and he looked unbelievable. 
good as new. <laughs> but there were a lot of families who didn't have that good fortune and whose sons or daughters or husbands didn't survive. Mm. So my belief is that, A, we have to enforce the laws we've already got, make sure that we're keeping guns out of the hands of criminals, those who are mentally ill. We've done a much better job in terms of background checks, but we've got more to do mm. when it comes to enforcement. But I also share your belief that weapons that were designed for soldiers in war theaters don't belong on our streets. Yeah, that's so reasonable. What yeah. I'm trying to do is to get a broader conversation about how do we reduce the violence generally. Part of it is seeing if we can get an assault weapons ban reintroduced, but part of it is also looking at other sources of the violence. Because, frankly, in my hometown of Chicago, there's an awful lot of violence. And they're not using AK-47s. They're using cheap handguns. Mm. And so what can we do to intervene to make sure that young people have opportunity, that our schools are working, that if there's violence on the streets, that working with faith groups and law enforcement, we can catch it before it gets out of control. And so what I want is a, is a comprehensive strategy. Part of it is seeing if we can get automatic weapons that kill folks in amazing numbers out of the hands of criminals and the mentally ill. But part of it is also going deeper and seeing if we can get into these communities and making sure we catch violent impulses before they occur. Governor Romney, the question is about assault weapons, AK-47s. Yeah, I, I'm not in favor of new pieces of legislation on, on guns and, and taking guns away or, or making certain guns illegal. We, of course, don't want to have automatic weapons, and that's already illegal in this country to have automatic weapons. What, what I believe is we have to do, as the president mentioned uh, towards the end of his remarks there, which is to make enormous efforts to enforce the gun laws that we have and to change the culture of violence we have. And you ask, how are we going to do that? And there are a number of things. He mentioned good schools. I totally agree. We were able to drive our schools to be number one in the nation in my state. And I believe if we do a better job in education, we'll, you. we'll give people the, the hope and opportunity they deserve and perhaps less violence from that. But let me mention another thing, and that is parents. We need moms and dads helping raise kids wherever possible. The, the uh, benefit uh, of having two parents in the home, and that's not always uh, possible. No, no. Two parents. Great, single moms, single okay. dads. Two parents. But Gosh, to tell our kids that before they have babies, they ought to think about getting married to someone. It's oh. a great idea. Because if there's a two-parent family, the prospect oh. of living in poverty God. goes down dramatically. The opportunities they don't that have the child to be will, married. will be able to achieve increase dramatically. So we can make changes in the way our, our culture works Kurt to Russell help bring people away from said, violence and <laughs> give them the opportunity to bring them in the American system. The, the, and I think the greatest Russell's failure we've had with too. regards to, to gun violence in some respects is what, what is known as Fast and Furious, which was a program uh, under this administration and how it worked exactly, I think we don't know precisely, but where thousands of automatic and, and AK-47 type weapons were, were given to people that ultimately gave them to, to drug lords. They used those weapons against, uh, against their own citizens and killed Americans with them. And this was, a, this was a program of the government. For what purpose it was put in place, I can't imagine. But it's one of the great tragedies related to violence in our society, which has occurred during this administration, which I think the American people would like to understand fully. It's been investigated to a degree, but, but the administration has, uh, has, uh, has carried out executive privilege to, to prevent all the information from coming out. I'd like to understand 
who it was that did this, what the idea was behind it, why it led to the violence, thousands of guns going to Mexican drug lords. Governor, if I could, the, the question was about these assault weapons that once were banned and are no longer banned. Uh, I, I know that you signed a, a, an assault weapons ban when you were in Massachusetts. Obviously, with this question, you, you no longer do support that. Why is that, given the kind of violence that we see sometimes with these mass killings? Uh, why is that that you've changed your mind? Well, Candy, actually, in, in my state, the pro-gun folks and the anti-gun folks came together and put together a piece of legislation. And, and it's referred to as, a, as the, an assault weapon ban, but it had, at the signing of the bill, both the pro-gun and the anti-gun people came together because it provided opportunities for both that both wanted. There were hunting opportunities, for instance, that hadn't previously been available and so forth. So it was a mutually agreed upon piece of legislation. That's what we need more of, Candy. What we have right now in Washington is a place that's, uh, that's gridlocked. So if, I could, we if you had, could get people to agree to it, you'd we be for had, it. We haven't Daddy, had the, we haven't had the leadership in Washington to, to work on a bipartisan basis. Yeah. I was able to do that in my state and bring these two together. Quickly, Mr. President. The, uh, first of all, I think Governor Romney was for an assault weapons ban before, before he, was he was against, against it. it. And <laughs> he said that the reason he changed his mind was the in part he was because he was in front of the endorsement of the National Rifle Association. So... That's on the record. But I think that one area we agree on is the importance of parents and the importance of schools. Because I do believe that if our young people have opportunity, uh -huh. Uh -huh. then they're less likely to engage in these kinds of violent acts. We're not going to eliminate everybody who is mentally disturbed, and we've got to make sure that they don't get weapons, but we can crazy. make a difference. No, in terms but we of should make sure that they have the that proper care that they need. Every young person well, in America, yeah, regardless of where issue. they come from, what they look like, have a chance to succeed. And Candy, we haven't had a chance to talk about education much, but I think it is very important to understand that the reforms we've put in place, working with 46 governors around the country, are seeing schools that are some of the ones that are the toughest for kids starting to succeed. We're starting to see gains in math and science. Good. When it comes to community colleges, we are setting up programs including with Nassau Community College, to retrain workers, including young people who may have dropped out of school but now are getting another chance, training them for the jobs that exist right now. And in fact, employers are looking for skilled workers. They're looking. And so we're matching yeah. them up, giving them access to higher education. As I said, we have made sure that millions of young people are able to get an education that they weren't able to get before. Now, Mr. President, uh, I, have to, I have to move you along here. But, you but, said you wanted to hear these it, questions, it'll, it'll, so we need to do just, it here. Just one second, one because, because this is important. This is part of the choice in this election. And when Governor Romney was asked... <laughs> Bitch, I will have you whether audited. <laughs> teachers, hiring more teachers was important to growing our economy, Governor Romney said that doesn't grow our economy. The, the when, question, when of course, asked, Mr. President, was size, guns here, so I, I need to move us along. You know, the question was guns. So let stop. me, let just, me I, bring no, in just another stop. Barry, back up. We can move this economy forward for these young people I understand. and reduce our violence. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, well, I want yeah, to ask education would equal less stand violence. up because yeah. she gets to a question that both these men have been passionate about. It's for Governor Romney. The outsourcing of American jobs overseas has taken a toll on our economy. What plans do you have to put back and keep jobs here in the United States? Boy, great question, an important question, because you're absolutely because. right. And the place where we've seen manufacturing go has been China. 
China is now the largest manufacturer in the world. It used to be the United States of America. A lot of good people have lost Did jobs. Yeah. Everything I ever owned as a toy came from China when I was little. Years. That's total yeah, over the last four years. Lots of One of the reasons yeah, for that, that is, is that true. people that is true. think it's more attractive in some cases to go offshore than to, than to stay here. We have made it less attractive for enterprises to stay here than to go offshore from time to time. Which is why I said a lot of jobs. What I as president is make sure it's more attractive to come to America again. This is the way we're going to create jobs in this country. It's not by trickle-down government saying we're going to take more money from people and hire more government workers, raise more taxes, That's put in place more down. regulations. Trickle-down government has never worked here, has never worked anywhere. He's just said that America his own policies don't work. Right. in the world for entrepreneurs, for small business, for big business, to invest and grow in America. Now, and he also said that Reagan's sure policies we trade didn't with other work. Nations, right. That they play by the rules, and China hasn't. One of the reasons, or one of the ways they don't play by the rules, is artificially holding down the value of their currency. Because if they put their currency down low, that means their prices on their goods are low. And that makes them advantageous in the marketplace. We lose sales, and manufacturers here in the U.S. making the same products can't compete. China has been a currency manipulator for years and years and years. And the president has a regular opportunity to... Uh, to label them as a, as a currency manipulator, but refuses to do so. On day one, I will label China a currency manipulator, which will so, allow me as president what is the, to be able to put in place of necessary tariffs where I believe that they are taking unfair advantage of our manufacturers. So we're going to make sure that people we trade just, with around the world so he's are going to raising prices. Big let, me, here. let me not just stop there. Inflation. Don't forget what's key to bringing back jobs here is not just finding someone else to punish. And, and I'm going to be strict with people who we trade with to make sure they, they follow the yeah, law and play by the rules. But it's also to make America a a the most attractive increase. place in the a world massive inflation for businesses increase, of all it? kinds. Yeah. That's why I want to bring down the tax rates on small employers, big employers. So they want to be here. He would Canada's the tax, tax rate, rate on, on companies everybody. is now 15%. Ours is 35%. So if you're starting a business, not? where would you rather hey, start it? I'll pick a number two. We have to be competitive if we're going to create more jobs here. Regulations have quadrupled. The rate of regulations quadrupled under this president. I talk to small businesses across the country. They say we feel like we're under attack from our own government. Oh, fuck you. No I, I want to make sure that regulators see their the job as encouraging small business, not yeah. crushing it. And there's yeah, no that all started. We gotta, gotta say it started with Clinton. Has been an extraordinary. It was his administration. Deterrent. To enterprises so we're looking at the last 16 people. years before My priority Obama. is making sure that we get more people hired. If we have more people hired, if we get back manufacturing jobs, if we get back all kinds of jobs into this country, then you're going to see rising incomes again. The reason incomes are down is because unemployment is so high. I know what it takes to get this to happen. And my plan will do that. And one part of it is to make sure that we keep China. Did he say income was down because unemployment Mr. High? President, uh, two minutes here because we are then going to go to our last question. Okay. We need to create jobs here. And both Governor Romney and I agree, actually, that we should lower our corporate tax rate. It's too high. Okay. But there's a difference in terms of how we would do it. I want to close loopholes that allow companies to deduct expenses when they move to China that allow them to profit offshore and not have to get taxed so they have tax advantages offshore. All those changes in our tax code would make a difference. Now, Governor Romney actually wants to expand 
those tax breaks. One of his big ideas when it comes to corporate tax reform would be to say, if you invest overseas, you make profits overseas, you don't have to pay U.S. taxes. But of course, if you're a small business or a mom and pop business or a big business starting up here, you've got to pay even the reduced rate that Governor Romney's talking about. And it's estimated that that will create 800,000 new jobs. Problem is, they'll be in China <laughs> or India <laughs> or Germany. That's not the way we're going to create jobs here. The way we're going to create jobs here is not just to change our tax code, but also to double our exports. And we are on pace to double our exports. One of the commitments I made when I was president, that's creating tens of thousands of jobs all across the country. That's why we kept on pushing trade deals, but trade deals that make sure that American workers and American businesses are getting a good deal. Now, Governor Romney talked about China, as I already indicated. In the private sector, the Governor Romney's company so invested many companies in what we're now called pioneers of outsourcing. That's not my phrase. That's what reporters called it. <laughs> and as far as currency manipulation, the currency's actually gone up 11% since I've been president because we have pushed them hard. And we've put unprecedented trade pressure on China. That's why exports have significantly increased. Have they put a lot of pressure on them for bootleg That's merchandise help too? To create jobs yeah, yeah. here, Mr. President. We have a really short time for a quick discussion well, here. Yeah, you're over. Uh, iPad, uh, the Macs, the iPhones—they are all manufactured in China. One of the major reasons is labor is so much cheaper here. Yes. How do you convince a great American company to bring that manufacturing back here? You can't. You can't. That's, that's the answer. Is very straightforward. We can compete with anyone in the world as long as the playing field is level. Well, China's been cheating over the years. One, by holding down the value of their It's not cheating currency. if it works for them. Number two, by stealing our intellectual property, our designs, they're our patents, stealing, our technology. Not, There's even that's an Apple store fucking... in China that's a counterfeit <laughs> Apple store selling counterfeit goods. They hack into our computers. We will have to have people play that's not the on a fair fucking basis. Question. That's number one. Number two, we have to make America the most attractive place for entrepreneurs for people who want to expand a business. That's, not That's what the brings question. jobs in. No. The president's characterization because of my tax plan is, complete, is completely, is Let completely false. Let me tell you. Question. Let me go to the president here because we really are running out of time. And the question is, can we ever get, we can't get wages like that. It can't be sustained here. Candy, there's some jobs that are not going to come back because they're low-wage, low-skill jobs. An honest answer. I want high-wage, high-skill jobs. That's why we have to emphasize manufacturing. That's why we have to invest in advanced manufacturing. That's why we've got to make sure that we've got the best science and research in the world. And when we talk about deficits, if we're adding to our deficit for tax cuts for folks who don't need them, and we're cutting investments in research and science that will create the next app, create the next new innovation that will sell products around the world, we will lose that race. If we're not training engineers to make sure that they are equipped here in this country, then companies won't come here. Those investments are what's going to help to make sure that we continue to lead this world economy, not just next year, but 10 years from now, 50 years from now, 100 Thanks, years Mr. from now. President. Government uh, does not Romney. create jobs. Government does uh, not Governor create Romney, jobs. You were just you saying you were going to create jobs, you fucking asshole. First. Yeah, people are going to have fun with this debate. <laughs> Hi, I think this is a tough question. Uh, each of you. What's the square root of zero? What do you believe 
is the biggest misperception that the American people have about you as a man and a candidate. Using specific examples, can you take this opportunity Professor. to debunk that misperception <laughs> and set us straight? This is, uh, that's interesting. And that's an opportunity that's for me, and I appreciate question, it. Uh, a lot of people don't know that I'm In the nature black. of a campaign, uh, <laughs> it seems that some campaigns are focused on attacking a person rather than prescribing their own future and the things they'd like to do. In the course of that, I think the president's campaign has tried to characterize me as, uh, as someone who, who's very different than who I am. I care about 100% of the American people. No, I want 100% of the American people to have a bright and prosperous future. I care about our kids. I understand what it takes to, to make a bright and prosperous future for America again. Inherit the I, money. I spent my life yeah. in the private sector, not in government. No, you were a governor. You who wants to help twat. with the experience I have, the American people. My, my, uh, my passion probably flows from the fact that I believe in God. And I believe we're all children of the same God. Fuck you. I believe we yeah. have a responsibility to care for one another. I, uh, I served as a missionary for my church. Instead of going to Vietnam. I served as a pastor in my congregation for about 10 years. I've sat across the table from people who were, were out of work and worked with them to try yeah, and find his wife to help them yeah. through tough times. I went to the Olympics. Oh, they were fuck in trouble you in the Olympics. And as governor of my state, yeah, I was able to get 100% of my people insured. <laughs> All my kids, about 98% of the adults, was able also to get our schools ranked number one in the nation so 100% of our kids would have a bright opportunity for a future. I understand yeah, I can pull ex examples that I can get this failed. country on track again. We don't have to settle for what we're going through. We don't have to settle for gasoline at four bucks. We don't have to settle for unemployment at, at a chronically high level. We don't have to settle for 47 million people on food stamps. We don't have to settle for 50% of kids coming out of college not able to get work. Yeah, well, we can push that to 75%. We don't, don't have to settle for 23 million people struggling to find a good job. If I become president, I'll get America working again. He didn't answer the I will question, get us on track to a balanced asshole. budget. The president no, he has did. He, I will. He did say that, I'll make sure that we can reform Medicare people and Social Security to preserve them for coming, coming generations. The president yeah. said he would. Okay. He didn't. Governor. I'll get our incomes up. And by the way, I've done these things. And I'll get hand jobs for everybody and balloons and prostitutes and cotton candy. The last two minutes belong to you. Prostitute balloons. <laughs> Barry, I think a lot uh, of this campaign maybe over the last four years, has been devoted to this notion that I think government creates jobs, that that somehow is the answer. That's not what I believe. I believe that the free enterprise system is the greatest engine of prosperity the world's ever known. Thank you, Adam Smith. I believe in self-reliance and individual initiative and risk-takers being rewarded. But I also believe that everybody should have a fair shot. And everybody should do their fair share. And everybody should play by the same rules. Because that's how our economy has grown. That's how we built the world's greatest middle class. And, and that is part of what's at stake in this election. There's a fundamentally different vision about how we move our country forward. I believe Governor Romney is a good man. Loves his family, cares about his faith. Not so great with dogs. But I also believe that when he <laughs> no, said awesome. behind closed doors that he won more votes for that than anything else. Themselves victims. <laughs> Not so good with the pets. <laughs> who refused personal responsibility? Fucking awesome. Think about who he was talking about. <sighs> Folks on Social Security who've worked all their lives. Veterans who've sacrificed for this country. <laughs> Students who are out there trying to 
hopefully advance their own dreams, but also this country's dreams. They're just getting high. Soldiers <laughs> who are overseas fighting for us right now. People who are working hard every day, paying payroll tax, gas taxes, but don't make enough income. And I want to fight for them. That's what I've been doing for the last four years, because if they succeed, I believe the country succeeds. And when my grandfather fought in World War II and he came back and he got Kenya a GI Bill World and that allowed him to go to college, that wasn't a handout. That was something that advanced the entire country. And I want to make sure that the next generation has those same opportunities. That's why I'm asking for your vote, and that's why I'm asking for another four years. President job. Obama, it was a hand Governor Romney, thank you for job. being here tonight. On that note, we have come to an end of that this half hour debate. Nice. Our thanks to the participants for their time and to the people of Foster University for their hospitality. The next and final debate takes place Monday night at Lynn University in Boca Raton, Florida. Don't forget to watch. Election Day is three weeks from today. Don't forget to vote. Good night. Oh, three weeks. Okay. I notice Michelle doesn't seem to be there. Oh, there, there she, she is. is. Dressed like Jackie O. <laughs> Very clever. He kicked ass. He really did. Maybe it's just this format that he did. The town hall? The town hall. Where, where he, he can address he can somebody else. He can yeah. move around and, yep. you know. Yeah. I can't see how he's not going to win. I really. I know. I was looking at Facebook. There's a lot of people going, "Wow, hey, did you just see Romney lose the election?" And that was me. Anyone else watching as Romney loses the election? You want to hear the comments I got from this? Oh, yeah. um, Nicole yeah. said, "I love the death glare that Obama gave Romney for his embassy comments." Yeah. Joe said, "What I've learned from Romney tonight is that if we drill far enough and kill enough birds, we can end illegal immigration or something." <laughs> That's the best one. I like that. I thought he said something about drilling for oil with AK-47s. Well, there could have been that, too. Who knows wow. what the fuck was going on? Yeah. Oh, oh, so wow. Much better. Much absolutely. better. This was fun. Absolutely. This was fun. And I got to tell you, it was, uh, it, it was hands down, hands down, Obama's... Um, it was Obama's night. Yeah, he totally. Ran he absolutely ran that. Yeah, he? he totally. He took his handler's advice because last time he was boring, but he seemed a lot more comfortable. He did, and and very very confident about everything that was going yeah. on. And I cannot wait to see like Fox spin this shit. Go to go to the Fox News website and see what they okay. say. I think Romney should have just. Given him the, um, he should have just let with, with the, left embassy the embassy thing. thing he should have just, just said, alone. you know what? When I'm in office and I have the briefings, then I will be in a better position to comment yeah. on these things. Because oh man, Romney Obama turn up the tension. That is the headline yeah, on most the Fox definitely. News site, and that is true. Any comments? Oh, let's see. I don't think the black guy did so well. <laughs> uh no, no comments. Nothing. Well, the story is probably like 45 seconds old. Mm. Where, what's that on Jeffrey, the right? Jeffrey also said, uh, added to the post, he said, yes, that was amazing. Um, which department is to blame for the bungled narrative on the Libya terror attack? 
that that's meaningless. It doesn't matter. Wait, say that again. Which department is to blame for the bungled narrative on the Libya terror attack? So basically, which department should take the heat for the story that was released? Not for the actual events or the mishandling of security, but for the narrative that's come out of it. Uh, That's a meaningless question. Right. Let's see what the results are. (laughs) The White House, 89.05% to 7.9% for State Department and 296 for the intelligence community. All right, ready? Yeah. One of the folks in my Facebook posted this. Yes. Quote, no acts of terror will ever shake the resolve of this great nation, alter that character, or eclipse the light of the values that we stand for. Today we mourn four more Americans who represent the very best of the United States of America. We will not waver in our commitment to see that justice is done for this terrible act. And make no mistake, justice will be done. Mm. Obama said this in the Rose Garden statement on September 12th. Nice. So they Romney yo, was wrong. Yeah, straight Hands out wrong. Down. And she actually called and was just like, dude. Yeah, she knew. There was fact-checking done in real time during that debate, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah, right here. Candy Crowley just called Romney out on a bold-faced lie. This is glorious. Romney looks like he's drowning. He really does. He looked like that fish at the end of the Faith No More video. Just flopping around. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I cannot wait. I'm going to have fun while I'm at work tomorrow reading this. Uh, I don't know. So, let's see. There's nothing else really new here on the Fox site. Let's check some other ones here. Like CNN or something like that. Yeah. CNN. I would have liked to have have used them again because I like their real-time independent tracking thing. Yeah, well, they kind of had that Something interesting. What are people saying about who uh, Uh, Let's see. It says, round two, who swayed you? Uh, A poll. This is it. Who won? Romney by a lot. Romney by a little... Obama, but I'd say some. Obama by a lot. Yeah, so I will say that I will vote, and it's a, oh wow, overwhelming. 40, well, actually, if you add by a lot and a little together, yeah, with That's Romney, you have thirty six percent. Okay, to Obama's, um, um, you know, yeah, sixty four percent. Right? Is that what I'm trying to say? Sixty four percent Romney. No, 64% Obama. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, there's some quotes there. No, that's all oh, those comments. from way ahead. Oh, uh, okay. Um, that was, it's, it's starting up. Uh, CNN focus groups didn't like the 47 Oh, wait, is that live over on the right? Something keeps going. Yeah, I hear that. Um, it looks like. Twitter feed on the side here? Yeah. Yeah, so it sounds like it's adding them in as we go, right? right? Romney does not like single mothers because your child will become a killer. (laughs) (laughs) But what I liked about, and and Obama did this a couple of different ways with a couple of different topics. Hold hold on one second before I lose this on here. It said, did Mrs. Romney just kiss the woman that asked the question about how Romney will be different from Bush? Did anyone else see that? Uh, that's interesting. That is interesting. I, it's just since it's yeah. updating, I didn't want to. I didn't want to lose it. But sorry, what were you going to say? Um, I was going to say what Obama did was he. When, whenever someone talked about a particular problem, whether it was in the economy or like the thing with guns, yeah, um, it was look. You know, basically coming out with 
um, you know what? It's a multifaceted problem. Yes. You, there's no – forgive the phrase, but silver bullet to any one of these. Right, you know, right. You need to do this and do – you yes. know, and then this is part of it and then this is part of it. There's no, you know, simple way to, to – to finish things, yeah. There's a, to there's solve a, any of these problems. There's a Tim Minchin song called "Fences," yeah, and um, it's basically about the more you know of a situation, the harder it is to choose a side. Right. It's like um, they talk. He he has a couple of lines about the Dalai Lama and um, how he's not that poor, but he tells poor people this these things that will you know. And Che Guevara might have been a revolutionary and a hero, but he was kind of homophobic in a bad way. Or, you know, your dog has a bigger carbon footprint than your four-wheel drive. Your baby has a bigger carbon footprint. What are you going to get rid of? And it's the more you know, the harder it is. And then in the end of the song, he basically says... Ignorance is bliss. The world (laughs) wants the problems to be in black and white, like a binary, like right and wrong. Yeah, But... It's all gray area. How are you going to get rid of violence on the streets? Well, you have to figure out a way to get drugs out of the hands of the people selling them. You have to educate people so they're not out on the streets feeling like they have to resort to selling drugs to make a living. Right. You need jobs. You need education. You need law law enforcement. enforcement. Yeah. Teachers. Firemen. Exactly. Yeah. It it takes everybody. And and, and in each and every one of those, those, those... I don't know if every piece of that there are problems within education, problems yeah. within law enforcement, yeah. problems within you know parenting ability, problems within creating jobs. Right. Like, how do you solve a problem at at your job? Can you just go in there and say this shit ain't working? Uh, I fixed it. Yeah. No, because no, you got to go through this VP and this department head, and this policy needs to All be right. reviewed, and that has to be changed. It it takes some four. To to an inf- infinite amount of write ups to just fire somebody, you right. can't just change things on the Damn spot. It. So then I wanted to run by you though. Uh, last week, Ellen and I were talking um, when they were talking about taxes, and we had floated the idea that if you serve the country in a war yeah. in the military, you don't need to pay taxes for the rest of your life. You've done your service, so there you go. It's not going to cripple the country in any possible way. I don't know. It might. But but it would help or, a little bit more for them to like but, but you know what, not though, be you, homeless. You know what you could do? Hmm. You could make it make it voluntary. Because when you think about it, those people who give up What their, volunteer to pay taxes uh-huh. or not? Yeah. Okay. Because when you think about it, those folks yeah. who have gone into, you know, Public service, right? Pub, you know the you know volunteered mm. to be in the military. They're going to be pretty patriotic. Oh, absolutely! And they're going to want to say, "Hey, you know what? I just did. I served my country." Paying your taxes, though, I think is also a way to serve your country. It's important. Oh yeah, it definitely you know? is. But it, it it would be. But then, like, but, but then like you know I what had, happens. Had, but but what? then he, here's what happens. Yeah. So you've got you've got soldiers. Yes. Okay. Then you could one could make the argument, well, okay, soldiers go, they do this, they do a year or whatever. Right. What about police and fire who uh-huh. 
serve every single day, sometimes uh-huh. 20, 25 years. Yeah. Shouldn't they get a buy? Okay, well, then you give them. Then you go. Oh, here's, but then here's, you look here's at, the dividing but line. The Here, I, got, I, can, I, got, I got it. Teachers it's, and it's, doctors. Those are private sector jobs. No, they're not. They're public jobs. No, they're I, police. I, I mean, I, 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 had, I had something in my head, and I totally lost it, and I said the wrong thing there. You, you could argue that. Like, I don't know. I, I, I have some, some thoughts I, do, I just don't want to say because they'll be taken the wrong way. Um, but, I mean, if you, okay, I don't know. And then what about people who serve in the military and then just for the, the amount of time that they've volunteered to go in, mm. there's been no combat action that they've needed to go to. Right. Like, there, there's combat action still going on in the world, right? But You Julie's, mean like, a, like you're on the boat on the way to the Falklands? Or not and even then the that. war ends before you Ju- get there. Julie's younger brother is in the Marines. <laughs> right. Okay? He's... Sorting mail in San Diego right. right now. Right. Does he get a buy on his taxes? But see that that removes you from your life. You've you you know police police choice, and firemen choice, in a way though. can still stay home with their families. I know there's bases and stuff, but if you serve on the front lines or if you're in combat, say I that's that the that's dividing how line. That then. would you'd have to stipulate how you would do it. And I, I still don't think that it's a great idea. Yeah. I was just watching Starship Troopers, and it was the uh, serve in the military. You become a citizen. You have the right to vote. Okay. That kind of thing. So it got me thinking yeah. of of other ways to um, shore up the, the military numbers because people were being called back after five tours of duty, yeah. and it was just ridiculous amounts of, of uh, like people that should have not been put into combat were being called up again, and they're like, I I'm I'm retired pretty much. Um, but I mean that could be a path to citizenship, you know? Yeah. I don't know. There's just so many different things that could be done and we just kinda of sit on our hands and we're like, eh, whatever. I don't know. I like the idea of if um if if we have a deficit, the politicians don't get paid. Fix it. It's an interesting idea. Fucking fix it. Fix it. Yeah. I mean, how difficult is it? Get the country running right, or you're the first bunch of money that's going to yeah. get cut yeah that's the one line item that and then guess what all of the past ones that are still collecting pensions they get cut too oh and guess what buy your own insurance yeah but if they had to deal with that system it would be different oh, yeah it would be different it's the old if men could get pregnant abortions would be in fucking 7-elevens i don't know clean up aisle five. <laughs> oh. so that was good. Yeah, it was good. The, Very lively. The backlash against Obama is going to be legendary. Oh, yeah. Um, but I was, I was, I'm happy we did this one this time. It's like, oh, yeah. give it another shot. Hopefully, we'll. Yeah. No, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't know how I was going to be. Um, I don't complain about pain a lot, physical pain. Yeah. Like, I get tattoos done, I've broken my knee, and I walk to the car on yeah. it. You know, that kind of stupid shit before I, I, I dislocated my thumb at one point, just popped it back in and continued doing what I was doing. Uh, I had a hernia for like five months, and it didn't <laughs> matter, right? But I had a root canal done, and there were two roots in this tooth, because, you know, the posts yeah. of the tooth, or whatever you want to call them, the cones, I don't know, that that's where the roots are. Um, 
And I've had this these these cracks. I remember. I don't remember the day, but I remember what I was doing when I found out that the tooth was rotten from the inside. Pretty mm-hmm. much, we got Chinese food. It was a Thursday. We were building prints. It was you, me, and Ty in the booth. And I took one of the sticks from uh, beef teriyaki, yeah. and I was picking my teeth with it, and the side of the tooth just crumbled. Uh, so it's been like this for at least five years. Yeah. Wow. Right. And and the little bit of pain that I would get if like a chip or something. Shoots into the dent and yeah. whatever, that's fine. Today I broke out in a sweat when she when she hit a spot uh, through the Novocaine. Like, uh, like sucks. They send they 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 drill it out and the the drill for the root canal it's like two yeah. inches long. Oh, I can't. Even and just, it's ugh. it's this like it, it's narrow at the base and it goes up and it just like. The point, like, is so fine that it just kind of disappears on like the end of cock. it. Like my cock. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, and by a long time, I mean never. Um, but, like, one of the nerves kind of wrapped around the buckle, which is, like, the outside part of it, they were saying. And one of them went straight up. And it pretty much went straight up into my eyeball, it yeah. felt like. But, like, uh, no, sucks. really, like, yeah. into my sinus sinus area. So when she's putting the stuff in to pack the hole, it's like this plastic kind of stuff. Um, she hit where the nerve severed when oh. she when she did it, and I almost jumped out of the chair. Like, I I would rather have like my lips tattooed yeah. or the head kicked of my dick the, or something kicked in the balls by I, a donkey. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would rather try to separate mating badgers yeah. than have that touched. Um, but it was really neat because they fill it with this plastic stuff, and then she brought out this fucking hook soldering iron thing yeah. and just smoke. Like, uh, not, yeah. not Bill Cosby. Like, like <laughs> literally, they melt this stuff into your tooth, and it yeah. smelled... Awful. Yeah. The only other place where I've mm. seen smoke come out that freaky yeah. was during my vasectomy. Oh, yeah. Because it's yeah. just kind of like... Cause Two you areas can't, you don't want smoke You can't feel from. anything, but you're just like, yeah. the fuck are you making burgers down there? What yeah. are you doing? I have to say, the, the lady that did it, she was great, but she accidentally touched the tooth next to it that, uh, still, need, that still needs a root yeah. canal. Oh, shit. Five different times I like jumped and like I apologized because I'm like, I don't... I don't yeah, I'm like I, I have a little bit of anxiety from the last time I had a root canal, so it's it's tough. And I uh, so I'm getting the crown in four weeks because they got to shape it and whatever. And then I'm um, getting another one done in January because I got to get that a done. lot. But then that's good because it's done. They've been bothering me about this shit for like four years. Yeah. And they're like, let's just hope it doesn't start to hurt. I'm like, these fucking roots are dead. Except if you climb all the way up into my right. jaw. <laughs> and then I have like two cavities that need to be filled. So. That's not that bad. But I have this, like, chunk of fake tooth in my mouth. Yeah. And it's, like, all the trauma. They Because they call it trauma. Yeah. You know, your tooth is going to hurt because of that. So I have Vicodin and I have antibiotics. The really neat thing is, like, she's like, all right, I'm going to put some antibiotics in there. And she pulled out a needle, like a... Um, like a Novocaine needle. And yeah. I needed I needed Novocaine three separate times. Oh. <laughs> um and I don't, I, I did, the first root canal that I had on the front tooth when I was 12, I didn't have any Novocaine. Yeah. Because the Novocaine needle hurt. Way, and it still did. It right. hurt way more because she stuck it in one in one spot and I felt it like a needle on the other yeah. side of my cheek. Like, 
across my Nova head. Novocaine's weird because they go, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. She uh, she pulled out this, like, it, it looked like um, just like bleach in a needle, and like she just stuck it in the holes and yeah. psh, irrigated the whole thing. But I could never figure out when I was little why when when he was working on the tooth, I could smell like just a trace amount of bleach in the air. Mm. And it must have been to kill yeah. any bacteria that was in there before he packed yeah. it. So there, finally, 30 odd <laughs> years later, I have an answer to that question. Well, 30, 20, whatever, you know, you Lots. know math. <laughs> um, so, anything else interesting going on? Um, no, Sneaker Museum had an event the other night at the Emerald Lounge at the nice. Revere Hotel in Boston. Lots of people showed up. It was a really, really good event. Nice sneak peek of uh, parts of the collection. I'll actually show you a couple of pictures. Nice. nice. Um, and it was uh, it was good. So, um, just uh, look forward to the next the next thing we do. So, I'll keep yeah. folks uh, keep folks um, good. You'll you'll have to um you'll have to post some some links on our on our Facebook group to so people can see yeah. what you're what you're involved in. Um, it's uh it's pretty neat sneaker museum. There's a Facebook page for it. There's uh we've got a splash page as the rest of the website gets developed. So you can just nice. go to sneakermuseum.com. Did they tweak those fonts? Uh yeah, they did actually take a look. Oh good. I well yeah we will. I, I yeah. will after we're done recording. Um, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. They changed that a little bit and a couple nice. of those little things. But um, the website's going to look cool. And uh, I, I liked it. I liked so it except for the, the, the things the you are cool. pointed out. Yeah, that we wanted to change. So no, they've been great. So uh, nice. yeah, so it's um, it's uh, pretty interesting. The interest in vintage Jordans is far exceeds what I was. Uh, what I was thinking of. Never so. ever discount nostalgia. Yeah, I know. Right? As we look around this room. Yeah. Right? Hey, you want to know something funny? My doctor's name was Dr. Pierce, but she looked like Shirley. <laughs> I thought that was weird. That's funny. She was nice. She was very nice. I, I'm not making fun of her. So, but otherwise, uh, Mystery Cafe's 25th year started up this year. Wow. The show called um, Let's Kill the Boss. Uh, um, Decent um, okay. show. I'm, it's good. I'm liking that. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's good. Good show. Um, Good. We've been a little displaced from our usual room, but um, uh, great cast. Everybody um, getting there, uh, guess really putting in one hundred and ten percent. I'm nice. really happy with the show. I've actually got like scripted parts that I need to do. Uh, I hate okay. that. Um, oh, you do not. I don't actually. <laughs> um, I just can't remember lines. So, uh. but it's so it's it's uh, kind of funny. Nice. So, uh, but yeah, it's a good show. It's kind of fun. Good. So good. Um, yeah, that's every Saturday night. Nice. And in the um, financial district, else? right? Had a really yes. Yeah. It's on Devonshire Street in Boston. Go to mysterycafe.com. And um had a really interesting I've got three film school classes going on now uh, with good. uh I picked up two other schools. So wow. really interesting stories coming out. Um nice. of uh, of my Wednesday class. Really, really interesting. Nice. So and it's uh it it's so I have such a love for like story development and and talking to kids about how that happens and then seeing them sort of run with it is just it's uh, fucking amazing that they, they're so cool. Nice. So that's uh, we're gonna have some pretty interesting uh, stories this time Good. around. So. Very nice. Have you um, have you put any thought into um, or figured out a way to get clearance to like post the the movies? Um. It's it's 
it looks like because it's three different school systems. So right. it's and I've got at least one in each of them where I've got parents saying, no, we cannot hmm. Like for my own, when I do the summer thing and when I do the like the Saturday classes, right. it's right on the registration that you know the videos will be you know oh okay they can be used. So it's like but, they're signing a release. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But with the schools, it's a little bit different. Oh no, so, I just meant in general. In general, yeah, that's so, good. Yeah, but some of the older stuff is is up like stuff from the summer. Oh, good. Um, good. I'll probably start putting up. I'm behind. I hope. No, I was just wondering because I know when you first started it up, you're like, oh, you know, get a YouTube channel and yeah. Promote yeah. through that because it's it's so much so, easier to to show people right what you can do. But than what ends up happening it. is since we use like just regular like music wise, right. I use a lot of songs like the Zombies versus Ninja ones. Yeah, got um, shut down on YouTube for a while because I used a lot of music from Kill Bill. Yeah, but you're not and you're then, not making money off right, of it. But it's still like without permission. So, and then after a while, like I think it's up there now. Um, because there's advertisements underneath it, like YouTube puts an ad, yeah, like that's oh, them, if, right? you know, if you like this, if you like this song, then so and basically yeah. it's like all right, if I but I see, I see, there, a, but there's so many videos out there that like use songs. Yeah, is there a way to link to it on iTunes? Well, that's what so actually it, YouTube ends up doing. Oh, okay. So they get the link. So, so. It, but it gets it it. So yeah. the link is there, so then you're promoting the music exactly. in a way. So yeah, that's so, not so bad. No, it's fine because then yeah. it's still it's still because they get the money out I'm of doing it. right, which and they can have it makes because sense. that's I'm not trying to make no know, no money. Then on... you'd have to license the song if you were right. trying to make money off of it. Yeah, so nice. I had an idea. Good, I did. I did. I was it was an interesting idea because I was watching shitty fucking TV, and the idea actually came from. To have better fucking on the TV. It was it was no close. It came from um, being disgusted and fascinated by Breaking Amish, mm-hmm. the show on the um, ironically named Learning Channel, um, and then just watching more and paying attention to the ads and yeah. seeing the stuff. And maybe being a little informed by a recent episode of South Park and having all of this brought to light. And, and sad to say, a little inspired by One Million Moms. Okay. Because they have campaigns that seem to be successful. Okay. So what's your plan? I'm not advocating to have anything taken off the air. I want to say that outright because... Those honey boo boo people need that fucking money uh, for bug spray, apparently, <laughs> um, and for a thumb removal operation. We were fascinated. Like, I'm if, telling you, it's, it's like you can't look away. But we did. We changed the channel eventually um, after probably 20 minutes because, and it, it wasn't because I was disgusted by how ugly or stupid or dumb they are. What really got to me, and I guess this means that deep down I'm kind of a good person. I felt bad for them. And we had talked about this a little bit before we started. I felt bad because they're not... And I'm going to make fun... I'm going to make fun... That's okay, yeah. They're not sophisticated. They're not even like... What's lower than sophisticated? (laughs) I don't know. Um... Yeah. yeah, this is exploitation TV, and yeah. it's not exploitation like, you know, Blackula. 
This is exploitation. Dumb Yula. This is exploitation like uh, drunkcollegegirls.com. Yeah. Like, oh, who can we fuck and film? It's just there's no sex involved, thank God. It's it's a travesty it's common, what they're doing to these lowest people. Lowest common denominator TV is So is. I, I, I need to figure out a way, and I want to do it through the show, maybe start something and then have it taken out of my hands because I, I'm, I really hope that it would get bigger than, than, than you or us combined in the show. Yeah. I want equal representation for informative educational... Um, yeah, that's TV. Not happen. No, but TV. No that, one wants to watch smart people. You know what? Though? You know why? You can you, disguise it. But, but you know what though? You, you can't get. Do you know why? Do you know why people watch Honey Boo Boo? Because it's on. No, not just that. Because they can sit there. It's the same reason they watch Jerry Springer. I know. I know exactly stuff. what it's you're going to say. Because people like to feel. It's just like you Superior. know what? Exactly. Yeah. You know what? Hey, my life might be in the toilet. But you know what? They're the stuff that gets, you know, where all the stuff in the toilet ends up. Great. So okay. so what people aspire to then is I can be a little bit better than this fucking exactly. shit pickle right here. Exactly. You know what inspires me? When people achieve fucking greatness. But it's it inspires me to, to do a little bit more. Like that's like that. but but the I'm thing a, is though this is the same country that elected George Bush as president because it seemed like a cool guy. Yeah. I'm okay with, with shows like um, um, Extreme Makeover Weight Loss Edition because someone actually accomplishes something and it's right. inspirational. Even, and I would go so far as to say what not to wear because I'm going with learning. I hate shows. that show. What not to wear at least is informative and says I, don't dress like a fucking idiot. I don't like and that show at all. I watched Extreme Couponing. Because I was on Vicodin and I was all like drugged up from today, and you can at least learn how to save some money by watching also, that show. Also, but what I do like, what I've seen of that show, yeah, is I really admire the people who go to all this trouble, mm. right? And they do all this fucking math, and they have like truckloads of yeah. stuff, yeah, and then. They're not just hoarding it in their garage, right. okay? They bring it to a food bank. That's the first one I saw. Okay. I'm like, this guy paid $10 for $1,000 worth of food. Yeah, and, and he, he brought it to it a all food away. bank. And it's like... How fucking inspirational is that? That's incredible. Yeah. But what that also tells me is, you know what? Hmm. Why aren't the food bank people doing this? Or maybe it does inspire the food bank people to go, hey, you yeah, know what? Maybe they should. We should get someone on the stack, get a freaking couponing intern. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck doesn't that happen? Yeah, exactly. Holy shit. So, yeah. I, anyway, that's that's so. absolutely brilliant. Uh-huh. And I'm going to write an email to TLC and I'm going to say, you food banks need to hire these people. Yeah. Like there's, there, was a, there was a kid in high school and he, he bought $1,300 worth of food. And they gave him five dollars and fifty eight cents. Yeah, there was a fraternity who needed to raise money for something, or or yeah. or do something, or money for, or they had like community or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah, and that's that. That's what they ended up. I doing. could I could never do that because you 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 end up buying stuff that like like eighty sticks of deodorant because it's right. a great deal. If but I you know could, what though stuff like that one food shelters, yeah, um, you, you know food banks. Women's shelters, right. okay, stuff. I mean, I do team building, actually, t- team building activities and events mm. that also um, they do. Um, they'll put together care packages for the military. 
stuff gets shipped off to the military. Right, right. So, yeah, it opens up a lot of uh, lot of ideas and and stuff like that. So, anyway, otherwise, not too much going on. I did. Uh, I was in Florida last week for that event, yeah. and I took this kind of a long way back to the airport, and I was on this stretch of road for almost 30 miles, okay? And it was okay. a pretty big road. I'd say it was similar to, like, Route 1 okay. and, like, going down, like, Saugus Way or something like that. Like, picture Saugus Linfield, Route 1. Okay. Right, yeah. But picture but that flat. for, like... Flat, yeah, thirty miles of. I've, I've, yeah, okay. I've been, I've been. When we went to Disney, we stayed okay. outside the park, and I exactly yeah, know what you're exa- talking okay. about. Yeah. So, um, do you know what I tried to find but couldn't because I had like seven hours to kill? What did I try to find? A Walmart. No. Uh, McDonald's. What would I try to find? Prostitutes. Oh, sorry, male prostitutes. Thank you. No. <laughs> uh, what would you try to find? Um, there's no f- motherfucker dance store. So an Apple store. No. An, a copy of the New Yorker. Fucking movie theater. Oh, okay. I could have kept going too. I, I know, right? <laughs> I did. And find... I know. I can tell by the look in your eye. You're like, I better stop him quick. I did, I did find a strip club. I didn't go. Of but course I did, you did. I drove by it. It was you, there. You, you pulled out onto a street. <laughs> so, uh, but there was no movie theater. Uh, and I'm literally like talking to myself like, what the fuck do you people do? There were a lot of like, like storage places. Yeah. Um, a lot of apartment complexes, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, not one, not even like a shitty movie theater. Because uh, I was in the mood that I would have seen anything. But there was nothing. No movie theaters along this route, whatever it what, was. What's, what city, town? I was in whatever. Orlando. Oh, Orlando. I was in Orlando. I was going from a pop you know, The only entertainment Orlando. there is Disney. I know. So fuck you, movie theaters. I guess so. Because they have movie theaters. Well, it, the like, park, I got to so. tell you, there was, so such, you a dearth, to there was such a dearth of movie theaters. I'm like, this is it. Me, Chris, and George, we take our families. We move down there and open a movie theater because we'd fucking kill. Yeah, you know what? I would probably kill somebody. The humidity would drive me fucking nuts. It wasn't bad. It was 88 degrees. Yeah, but you were there in October. I know. I was there in July, and it was raining, and there were no clouds in the sky. That's how humid it was. Yeah. I would would go to Nevada, Arizona, if it wasn't run by fucking maniacs. Um, I like the dry climates a lot. Yeah. So, Um, anyways. So, yeah, I I would love to start something that would petition for... Every five show where you exploit idiots like yeah. like tattoo school, yeah. Get one thing in there about manufacturing. You, how about how about a reality show about teachers? Because that's boring. No is one, it? Would, no is one it? would want to watch that. Is it? There's a show about fucking gold diggers. No like one would watch actual that. people Again, that dig, dig gold. No one because Sarah because Palin's you know what Alaska. That is? Here's the thing. Think think about that. Mm. The, the 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 people who are gold mining. People who are watching that. Yeah. They're sitting there thinking, man, if I could do that, I would get millions of dollars. And because it's all now, it's all about the fantasy thing. Think yeah. about what the viewers are doing while they're watching this show. Okay. I know. I know. I know. It's like dancing it's, with the star. You know, it shouldn't even be called dancing with the stars anymore it should just be called dancing with people because <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous but um but that's the thing you get they they tried to do a a screenwriter's reality show 
Could you think of, like, for me, I think that's an awesome idea. That would be Because I write. Yeah. But you know what, though? It's, you know, watching someone write, that's pretty fucking boring. The only so time it's interesting is, like, the movie adaptation. Yeah. Okay. Project Greenlight was a great idea, but I don't know anybody that watched it. No, neither do I. So, <sighs> I don't know. It's, it's, uh, you know what? It can't hurt to start writing some emails, this though, is you true. know? This is true. So, if anybody has any ideas, I would be interested to start a group not really associated with the show or even yeah. call it, Are You Serious? This is the best you can give me on right. TV. And then start from there because I don't want to call it one million intelligent people. <laughs> one million you podcasters. Know. Yeah. No, it'd be Do you like, know how insane it drives me to see all those unread emails? You leave that there just to drive oh, me no. fucking Yeah, crazy. I have 4,105. You know what I do, though? I go through and I type in Amazon and any orders that I've done, I do and I drop in the mailbox. And I, then I type in Facebook and I delete all of them. Why don't you just set up Facebook so they don't email you? Well, because I like to know sometimes if there's a thing I'm following that I get messages from because well, i can... don't always remember to check okay all right do we have an uh, emails from our friend i have no idea all right let me click on this and see what happens okay <laughs> of course i know sorry let me turn it up <laughs> last rites with reverend scott <laughs> I'm more clever than I thought. No, you're not. No. Um. That was kind of funny. I'm sorry, but... No, that was... Hey there, Chris and Frank. This is Reverend Scott. And here we are in the aftermath of a second presidential debate. I'm going to go out on a limb here, considering I'm making this segment before it happened, and say that maybe Obama was a little more aggressive this time around. And if not, what the fuck is wrong with him? I mean, hell, Biden was so aggressive, he scared the mediator into wanting to move out of the United States completely. I'd, I'd actually like to move to Iran. Biden is getting pretty old, isn't he? In fact, he kept referring to Paul Ryan as my friend, because I'm pretty sure he forgot his name. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. Oh, and that reminds me, you can also tell how old he is because he uses words like malarkey. Don't get me wrong, Ryan came off as a sleazeball used car salesman that looks forward to high school reunions so he can knock books out of the hands of nerds. Get those nerds! But he didn't come off as creepy as Biden did. It's going to be okay. That's what this is all about. That does Whoa, sound creepy. creepy. Anyways, I hope round two of the presidential debates are better than the first round. Maybe there'll be more sexual references like there were in the vice presidential debates. After all, between questions, the VP debates had those porn stars showing up. Constantly fucking giving them blowjobs. <laughs> let us not forget the full-blown orgy at the end which I'm sure had the American people really concerned about the issue of whether or not the candidates use contraception. Even the mediator voiced her opinion on the issue. Trust me, there are people truly concerned about pulling out. Well, guys, that's all I have for this week. Until next time, I say to both of you master debaters, peace and love, guys. Yep. Yep, Are you serious? <laughs> is going to fuck you so hard that you will just shrivel up and die. No! <laughs> well, Scott just gave oh. us the answer to why there isn't smarter smarter shows exactly. on TV, and it's ogre yelling nerds. That's exactly it. 
That's ex- uh, you know what? That's actually I think the opening sequence to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think it will be now. So, so anyway, next week so we're going to try week, and do Monday. Monday is possible. Yeah. Okay, because I'll do outside the cinema and then I'll come home and um, then we'll do the show right away. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, and then uh, we have a week of regular stuff. Yeah. Which will be all of the post debate wrap up, I guess, and then yeah, and then, then we'll just we'll do election night. I would like to. I'd like to get a big bottle of Jameson, some okay. ice, and some glasses. And get nicely toasted. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. <laughs> I think I think we could start about what do you think? Nine thirty? Yeah, I think that's it'll be good. boring before yeah. that, right? Yeah. And we could pop in. Do you know what would actually be kind of fun? Huh? If we uh maybe we get George. George, Maybe that would be. I, mean, I don't have a third microphone, but we can see what we could we do. We could just, you know, what we do. We just sort of get a little, you know, come in like this. You know what? How about this? Either, either we get a, him right here. Either we get a third person in here, or I seriously find out how to do it live. Yeah, that would be cool. Because I don't think we could do both. Right. <laughs> Let's think about that. Yeah, I, I would love to have George here. Maybe I can steal one of the microphones from. Um, Let me see. We'll, we'll talk about there. it. We'll see. We'll see right. what. Uh, what, what, that what's could be best. fun. Uh, by the way, tomorrow is uh, George's birthday. So, George, oh, if you're listening, oh. brother, happy birthday. I haven't checked Facebook. Yeah, happy birthday. It is. It is his birthday. Nice. Nice, nice. All right. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's it. We're going to wrap it up because uh, we don't do long ends now. No, we don't. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I cannot believe this thing is still three weeks away. (laughs) We examine the nation's emotional state in our new segment. Please, for the love of God, make it stop. (laughs) Controversy once again tonight on the campaign trail. Vice presidential candidate Paul Ryan at a campaign stop in Georgia. I'm kidding, he was in Ohio. (laughs) Is there another state other than Ohio? Not in October, there isn't. (laughs) Ryan, seen here in photos, he for some reason signed a release for. Or perhaps 
These are outtakes from his real-world audition tape. <laughs> Anywho, Ryan was campaigning in Youngstown, Ohio, when he decided to volunteer at a homeless shelter. One little problem. According to the charity's president, the candidate was washing pans that were already clean. Oh. Can't be clean. Enough. And only after <laughs> all the patrons had left the place. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to make volunteering at a homeless shelter look like a negative thing? <laughs> and how dead inside does a national presidential campaign make you that you could be handed clean dishes? And instead of saying, uh, you know these are clean, right? You go, where's my scrubby sponge? <laughs> but actually, there was more as the story developed. As we understand it now, there were dirty dishes left for him. It was originally reported these dishes were all clean. Well, now our team is reporting dirty dishes. Great work, team. <laughs> we'll have more on the status of these dishes later on in the program. So apparently Ryan did wash dishes, but they were dishes set aside and left unclean specifically so they could take pictures of him selflessly washing them so that we, because we're so dumb, <laughs> believe that he's been caught in the act of volunteering. Later, food was withheld from nursing home patients so that Ryan could arrive and reanimate them <laughs> through the magic of applesauce. <laughs> but you know what, I guess, even self-aggrandizing cynical help is help the shelter welcome. The head of the faith-based organization told the Post no politicians have permission to stage events there. He accused the Romney campaign of, quote, ramrodding its way into the building. You broke into a homeless shelter <laughs> to take a picture of you, maybe or maybe not washing already clean dishes. If you're gonna try and manipulate people's emotions through prefabricated scenarios, Put some oomph into it. That is the social contract between you and the voters. That even if you don't really give a about the homeless, at least give a about making us think you give a <laughs> Don't phone in your cynicism. Be like Joe Biden putting on a hard hat and goggles and then posing in front of a cheesecake factory and going like, ah, it. It says factory on the outside, close enough. I mean, for the love of God, I just want this to be over. Meanwhile, with all this focus on the campaign, we do still miss a lot of other interesting stories. The United States Anti-Doping Agency has released what it calls overwhelming evidence that seven-time Tour de France winner Lance Armstrong, quote, doped throughout the majority of his professional cycling career. A thousand pages of evidence and sworn statements by 26 people, including 11 of Armstrong's former teammates. The USADA called it the most sophisticated, professionalized, and successful doping program that the sport has ever seen. country's doping programs? USA! 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 Oh my God, suddenly I'm Mussolini. Of course, Armstrong for years has denied these allegations. Has honesty fallen through the cracks in America? Louis Black is here with more with Back in Black. is wrong with Lance Armstrong. Everybody who's ever known him says he was doping. Everybody who ever rode with him. Everybody who ever slept with him. Everybody who ever jabbed a needle in his tank. They all say he was doping, but not Lance. 
After a decade of fighting with the United States Anti-Doping Agency, professional cyclist Lance Armstrong has given up. Armstrong insists he's innocent, but says he is just tired of fighting. These things take a ton of time and attention and energy. They suck uh, the life out of you. That sucks the life out of you? You win a 2,000-mile bike race seven years in a row, and going to court once a month is too much work? But I suppose this does explain his new deny strong bracelet. Look, I don't care that Lance Armstrong was doping. I care that he won't admit it. I mean, look what doping did for him. Lance Armstrong's physiology characteristics are nothing short of astounding. He's possibly the best endurance athlete in the world. Armstrong's heart can beat twice that of a normal person. He gets almost double the amount of oxygen out of every breath that a healthy 20-year-old would. His muscles can go longer and harder without major fatigue. This is a guy who had cancer in his lungs, his brain, his testicles. He went through chemo and lost one of his balls, for Christ's sake. And he's getting double the oxygen out of every breath. The question shouldn't be, was he doping? The question should be, why aren't all of us doping? I get winded lighting a cigarette. And think of the kids. I mean, if a hero like Lance Armstrong won't take responsibility for his actions, there's no telling what they might do if they think they can just deny it. I swear to each and every one of you that every allegation of the gross and immoral activity of butt-chugging or alcohol enemas never took place at the Pi Kappa Alpha House. Okay, first things first. Hats off to those fraternity brothers in the background for somehow keeping a straight face while Orville Redenbacher Esquire says butt-chugging. And it wasn't just once. These kids were really put to the test. An activity called butt-chugging. That is the first time that he had ever heard of the two words, butt-chugging, the idea and the concept of butt-chugging. Butt-chugging, he asked Xander if he had been butt-chugging. And Xander's comment was, what in the world is that? What in the world is that? It's where you chug with your butt. Don't they teach English at the University of Tennessee? Well, what's so bad about butt-chugging anyway? You tell me an other, another way I can drink and smoke at the same time. <laughs> what could be worse than this? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say nothing could be worse than this. Carlos Ramirez was arrested on Monday on a warrant for cruelty to animals. He's accused of performing sex acts with his 22-month-old donkey named Doodle. Okay, I guess that was worse. <laughs> but in his defense, that doodle is one sweet piece of ass. <laughs> so this guy actually got caught in the act. But you know Americans, I'm sure he'll find some way to deny it. I've been working a lot of different farms and built a lot of different relationships with other animals. 
but I did not have sexual relations with that donkey, Miss Doodles. I might love my, my animals in different ways, but that does not mean I don't love my animals. Wait a minute. You're not actually gonna deny this, are you? I have had sex with horses and, and ponies and full-size donkeys. Hallelujah! We found the one honest man in America, and he's a donkey f John? Thank you, Lewis. That's all you get, jerks!